Hastings College Football is on the air, and this is Countdown to Kickoff. We begin each game day with the Tony Harper Pregame Show, brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Now, here's the voice of the Broncos, KHAS Sports Director Mike Will. And good afternoon. Welcome to Hastings College Football today here on 1230 KHIS. The Broncos getting set to open up the 2020 season here this afternoon against the Tigers of Dakota Westland as we welcome in Hastings head coach Tony Harper. Coach, good to see you again. Good to see you. I tell you what, it's exciting to be here and be able to talk about playing football in the 2020 season. Uh, we've been in camp for a while now. Let's just uh, start right there. What about the preseason workouts? You know, it went out pretty well considering the environment and everything that we had with limitations. You know, our guys uh, were able to get back in the weight room uh, June 8th, so we had about only about 20, 25 guys here. We came to camp with the whole team on August 15th. We started our first practice, and it's you could definitely tell that they've had uh, a long time off from uh, from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint. So there was a lot of bumps in the road, um, but uh, the guys came in with the right mindset. This was anything but a normal offseason for us. So we didn't have spring football practice this year and then had to deal with all the uh, coronavirus pandemic stuff. And I guess we're just uh, fortunate enough to be playing a football game today. We are so excited to be able to get outside today and play football. I mean, it, words can't explain it. I mean, there's a lot of programs that aren't. There's a lot of kids in college right now, regardless of level that they're playing at, that they're sitting at home just kind of wondering what's going on. You know, I give 100% credit to the GPAC and Corey Wester, our commissioner, to get this thing rolling and uh, be able to sit down and say, okay, this is when we're going to start. We're playing conference only. Here's our limitations. Bam, bam, bam. And uh, I think as a conference as a whole, we're just excited to be out here. Yeah, we lost, uh, what, two or three non-conference games. We're playing just uh, conference games this season. So that's why we're getting up to kind of a late start. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the old school NIAC days, you know, when you and I were both doing this at other places. We won't say those other places, but uh, – you know, you played nine games way back when. When I first got into this conference, um, that's how many games you played in the regular season. So kind of used to that, but definitely am not used to all the other outside things that we have to do in regards to social distancing and spraying of the equipment and different things like that. But who cares? We'll do anything and everything we can to be able to play football today. With that all said, uh, we've gotten through uh, the preseason workouts pretty well, haven't we? We really have. I'll tell you what, our guys have done a very good job of monitoring themselves, self-policing, if you will, You know, we've had to use some examples. You know, every day we talk about it. Every day we say, here's the expectations. This is what we got to do. Now, are they 100% with it? No. They're they're teenage kids, boys especially. They're going to mess up a little bit. But we've been very fortunate from the point of our guys have kind of removed themselves from a lot of different areas and kind of stayed within themselves. That way we could control basically what you could control, which is yourself. Game days like today going to be a little bit different. On the sidelines, uh, in the stands, it's just something – for a while, we're going to have to get used to this stuff. You know, the funny thing is, is once the whole thing came out with the, how they're extending the sidelines with the players' box and everything like that, I got a call from one of the coaches in the conference. I'm not going to say his name at all, but he says, Coach Harp, now you understand they're extending it on the sideline for the players. They're not extending it onto the field for you to run out there. So make sure you stay inside the box. But, uh, you know, we've been practicing with it, and, and I stole the idea, to be honest with you, from Hastings High because we went and watched their game against McCook couple weeks ago and they had cones out where how it had been extended so we've been doing that for the last two weeks just to kind of get the guys to understand you know this is now how much more space you can have we've had uh like you said the guys have been in camp for a while we've had three scrimmages basically on saturdays 
uh, we've gotten through the scrimmages pretty well. Health-wise, we, we definitely caught out pretty well. Um, we, we limited some guys, especially on our defensive line, which is kind of our strength right now. But we limited some of those guys. We've limited a couple of receivers, you know, guys that are fifth-year seniors that we kind of know what, uh, what we're going to get out of those guys. And the, the benefit or the good thing that we saw coming out of each scrimmage was each one was a little bit better than the previous one. And that's what you got to have because if you take a step back, it's hard to get you. Now you got to take two or three steps forward. So I um, saw improvement. Um, sometimes you had to really look to see the improvement, but uh, we saw it each week. Was there any period during the, the off season where we took a step back, uh, whether it be a couple of days or a, a week of practices? Did, it, did you feel that we improved each and every day? You know, honestly, I, I, I did feel like we improved every single day. And, and it's weird because most coaches won't admit to that. But I think – you know, and I got to believe this because we get to play football. You know, the guys see a light at the end of the tunnel. They see the door cracked open for them. And again, we've used examples of, hey, this is how small this crack is. We could lose it in a split second. There's a school not playing. There's two schools not playing today in our conference because of whatever reasons it may be. So, you know, I, the guys have really embraced that now. But the challenge is, is we got to keep it going. I think you said a couple of times during preseason workouts uh, when we were out there that you got to treat every game like it's going to be our last game because it could be. It really could, and, and, and that's a lot of coach speak. You know, I catch a lot of grief for talking in coach speak, but that is the reality of it. You know, we could get a call next week say, hey, these 20 guys are quarantined or this school's got this. You don't know when it's going to end, and I think if that doesn't light a fire underneath you and wake you up and get you to understand – Live in the moment and prepare like this is your last one because in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, it could be your last one. I will start things off here today, the 2020 season against the Tigers of Dakota Wesleyan. We'll come back and get some more from the coach as we continue on the Tony Harper pregame show on 1230 KHAS. I like small towns. This is home to me. I can't imagine being anywhere else. There's a sense of, of camaraderie, helping whenever you can. We are more caring because of that, because, you know, we want to do the best for our neighbors and our friends. When you hear that you have metastatic breast cancer, you get knocked down and either you stay down or you pick yourself up and you keep going. We are Nebraskans and we are ultimately a family. It goes from there. Carlene is one of those that says, just do it and who will talk and who will joke with you and who will uh, cry with you. One of the things that I truly love about Mary Lanning is that we are an independent hospital. We don't have somebody out in California telling us how to run our hospital. At Mary Lanning, we can make things happen. I'm Carlene Springer, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. Back with Hastings College head coach, it's Hastings College and Dakota Wesleyan here this afternoon at Lloyd Wilson Field. Coach, we finished 2-8 and eight last year. We won our first two games, dropped our last eight. Obviously, the season last year was not the way uh, we envisioned. 
How do we improve on that? What do we got to do? It's got to start with the coaches first off. We get we got to put these young men in position to be successful. We tried to overload them too much last year, especially on the defensive side of the football. We haven't had a real solid defense for a few years now, and I think it was because we were trying to do stuff that maybe we weren't doing a very good job coaching, and that followed on me on the defensive side of the football. So you know that last year was 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 not good at all. I can't sugarcoat it. It was embarrassing, and uh, but I think. Every year is a breath of fresh air. Every year, something new. You know, now you say that, you know, we lose Kendall Oberheide, we lose uh, Abdul Mary. That's really all we lose from a defensive side of the football. So we were able to install some things in preseason camp that, that we weren't able to do at all last year, and the guys picked it up because they're a year older which uh, is a huge benefit for us. So that's kind of how everything's been going with that. You know, we, we ended the season last year with Dakota Wesley, and now we're starting the season with D-Dub. So, um, but I think our guys are, are, are buying into what we got to do. Was there a special message that you gave the guys at the beginning of, of the season here? <laughs> Live in the moment, man. I mean, that, that, that was the only message, and, and that's what it's got to be. You know, again, we just talked about it a little bit ago. You don't know when this thing's going to go, when it's going to be over with. You know, you always use that as an example with guys with season-ending injuries like Keontae Kenny last year, like Tyler Kennedy last year, uh, like those type of guys. But now when they see other schools losing it, that was the message is live in the moment right now. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot about now from a football standpoint, we we got out physical. We feel like we got the opponent played harder than we did, and that falls on us as coaches. So that's something that's kind of been a big message uh, in preseason camp. One change on the coaching staff, a big one, uh, a new offensive coordinator for uh, this season. He comes in. He's going to provide uh, something new for us. I tell you what, Coach Grindy does a great job. You know, he's a son of a football coach. His daddy's an O line guy. You know, he's got a weird, weird background. If you, will. <laughs> you don't, you don't hear too many guys have played a wide receiver and then transition into coaching the offensive line for the last five or six years. But that's what Coach Grindy has done. And I think you know what that's very unique. And I've always said this, and I always like having our coordinators be line coaches because at the heart of the matter, in in, in everything revolves around the O line and the D line. How those big boys go is how the team's going to go. And I think with Coach Grindy bringing that experience of being a skill guy, but having coached the O line, um, I think he's got a lot of great ideas. And this is going to be his first game that he's calling plays in. You know, he came in and talked to me the other day. Coach, man, I you know I don't I go hey just relax and go ball. That's all you got to do. I mean you, you're prepared for this. You're ready to go. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see him out there. Just uh, looking at the, the scrimmage as I had a chance to see all three. He's got the play card, so the fans in the stands want to check out how the the plays are being signaled in. He's got the play cards on the stand, on the sidelines. He's got uh, another post that is uh, stuck up there. That looks like a complicated mess out there, Coach. You know, I'll tell you what, man. I, it, when they came in, and I kind of messed with him. I'll, make, I'll give you a short story. <laughs> he came in, he goes, hey, what's our budget? I go, what's our budget for what? He goes, I need to have the pictures. I need to have the flip cards. I go, we don't have no budget for that stuff. You just got to signal it in. You should have the deer in the headlights right there, but uh, no, it, the guys have done a good job with it, and Coach Bose and Coach Alston are, are, are huge benefits for that. Is uh, Coach going to spend the time in the press box like he did during the, the scrimmages? Yes, sir. He will be up in the box, and I think that's for an OC. I think that's the best place for those guys to be. You know, my biggest concern, though, you know, and I'll just flat out say, the O line is a different breed. They're a cult, if you will. You know, they're only going to listen to their people. But I tell you what, we practice like that. Wyatt Heikinen has is, is kind of been his right-hand man. Um, Coach McCauley, who's back, is talking to those guys on the sidelines. So um, I believe that this is, is the best thing for us. 
All right, let's talk uh, your football team for 2020. Let's start with the offense. There's already been uh, the talk about uh, the starting quarterback. Seems like every year we've got to go through this. Coach, you got uh, Jesse Ulrich, the, the kid out of Ord, is going to be taking the first snap. But I can tell you for the first time in about three years that we know coming into the first game who it's going to be. Uh, yeah, Jesse's had a really good camp. You know, the thing that we wanted to see out of Jesse was leadership and how he was going to throw the football and in those orders. And we thought he threw the football uh, fairly well throughout preseason camp. He's a lot comfortable um, in the calls in that leadership role. Jesse's done a really good job with that. Johnny Z, the guy that played some last year, quarterback as well, um, he's nipping at the heels. He's right there as well. But we feel like we got two very solid quarterbacks. Yeah, they're kind of different, aren't they? They really are. You know, you know, you got Jesse, who's kind of the old school throwback. He's going to do some RPO. He's a big physical guy. He's going to uh, run the football a little bit. Johnny Z, he's more of that uh, Brett Favre Riverboat gambler. He's going to go back. He's going to throw that ball. He's got quick release. Um, so they do complement each other very well in that way. But they have the entire playbook on their side on, on each of them? They really do. They, they, it's not limited. It's not, hey, this guy's got this part, this guy's – nope, they all got the same thing. All right, at the uh, running back position, we get a guy back, and he, he's a big one from a couple of years ago. Those, those two guys, you're talking about Tyree Nesmith, who who backed up uh, Taj Willingham two years ago and was almost a 1,000-yard rusher that year in, in Coach Head's offense. And having Tyree back has just been a huge – I mean, he's you know he's 6'1", 215, 220. He's a load. He's got that energy. He's fired up. He's hungry. Um, but you got Brett Simonson, who started last year in his place as a true freshman, and, you know, there's a possibility of seeing both these guys in the backfield at the same time. That's kind of like a Taj Tyree was two years ago. So, um, you know, we really like what we got going on in that backfield set. And on the edge uh, for Hastings College offensively, we get the benefit of a couple of guys uh, using their fifth year to come back to play for us. I, you know, we got a call. Actually, after the season was over, Tay came in and says, hey, coach, you know I got another year. I go, yeah, Tay, but you've been here for like nine years. What's going on? <laughs> he goes, but he has another season of competition. He went part-time in the spring. With everything that happened, you know, we were able to get him to come back. That adds speed to the side, you know, to stretch the field vertical. And then probably about a month and a half before uh, preseason camp started, got a call from Riley. You know, Riley wasn't going to uh, – he wasn't going to play football. He wasn't going to take that fifth year. He was going to be in the real world. But he was short a couple classes, and whatever happened, happened in his in his job at that time. He says, Coach, I want to come back and finish better than what I did last year. I go, Riley, we'll take you in a heartbeat. And I tell you, Riley has been – he's the grandfather, if you will. He He's taking a lot of these young guys underneath these wings. He's a hard worker. And you're not going to replace the work ethic that Riley Ostendorf has. I tell you what, he he's a special young man, and those guys have been good to a lot of these young kids. Then you got Andrew Cordy coming back from Northwest. You got Lane Heakinen coming back from Lawrence Nelson. Quentin Sinek's doing some good things from Hastings High. So we got a nice little group over there, and it's kind of balanced out for the first time in a long time. And what about the guys up front? Well, you know, the big dudes, you know, getting HUD back, not having Patrick Hudson last year at left tackle hurt us. And, uh, you know, he didn't play at all last year along with Tyree. You're talking about two starters right there, and in my opinion, two all-conference type of players. So having HUD back has been huge. Um, Stephon Sherman is back. He's finally healthy, a guard. Um, I tell you what, the guy that's been playing extremely well is Dustin Burgett from Bancroft Rosalie. That, that young man, he's just a sophomore but he he's he reminds me if there's anybody in our team that reminds me of Hastings of old, it's Dustin Burgett. That kid could play at any generation, and, and we're excited. He's doing a good job at center. I was doing my uh, book work this week. I thought, wow! All of a sudden, look at these uh, grocery burners up front: three fifty two, three twenty six, three thirty eight, three hundred and forty pounds. Coach, 
I, I hope you're not supplying food for this group. I tell you what, it cost me a little bit more money this year in preseason <laughs> camp than what it has in the past. I'll tell you that. All right, so those guys will be up front for Hastings uh, offensive. Let's go to the defense. This is where uh, we're going to have to try to make some strides, but we're going to try to do it with some guys that have been around for a while. We we have struggled mightily on defense the last three, four years. Let's just be upfront and honest. You know, we kind of had a revolving door in the secondary, revolving door linebacker. You know, Coach Valentine about four years ago was his first year, and I tell you what, he is irreplaceable. I tell you, he I think he is the best defensive line coach in the country and just as good as a recruiter. So he's done a lot of good things. we got a lot of guys coming back. Um, you know, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad when you look at the stats and stuff like that. But I look at it this way. Our entire secondary is coming back, and they were freshmen and sophomores last year. Our entire D-line comes back minus Abdul and Kendall. Our entire linebacking core comes back. So there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of expectations on the flip side with that group. Yeah, gave up a lot of yards last year, a lot of points last year, near the bottom of the conference in each of those statistical categories, which we know and love uh, throughout the year. What, what do we have to do defensively to get better? Stop trying to do too much stuff. That, that's the bottom line. We tried to do too much. The stack, we were not ready for. And, and that's my fault as a head coach. So we're, we've changed up our scheme. We're going to run a couple coverages. We're going to let the kids play fast. We're going to get after the football. That's what we got to do defensively. And at the same time, now we got to play harder and we got to play more physical. I think at times we were trying to think. We were trying to be finesse. I had to fit this way. I have to fit that way. No. Go find the guys carrying the gun ball and talking. I mean, it ain't that hard. So we've really focused on a lot of group work, whether it's DBs, linebackers, linebackers, D linemen, so the guys understand we got to play fast every single snap. All right, so those, that's what the, the Broncos are going to put on the field here for the 2020 season. Tough opponent in the season opener. We'll come back and talk about Dakota Wesleyan as the Tony Harper pregame show continues after this. I came from a big city. Nebraska's different. Nebraska is one large, small town. Independent and dedicated, Maryland is a big deal in a little town like this. Dr. Zuzak is so passionate about what he does that we just knew that we were in good hands. Like, we walked in there, and it kind of felt like you walked into just a friend's house. I like to translate things into simple, everyday language talking with patients about what is going to happen to them, what the disease is like. You get to know them pretty well. It wasn't just about the cancer. It was about us as a family. The people. It's kind of an amazing thing to me. I think it makes me proud to be a Nebraskan. The dedication, for sure. That is true Nebraskan style. And the kindness. You could not be in better hands. My name is Tom Zuzeg, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. Hastings College getting ready to open up their 2020 season here this afternoon at home against uh, Dakota Wesleyan. Like I said, the team that we finished 2019, we see again to start the 2020 season. See this 
pull the folder off of the top of the stack there, Coach, and uh, here we go again. Huh? I-, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I really do. But uh, a lot of things have changed up there since that last game to now. You know, they got a new offensive coordinator. Um, they've graduated some guys on the defensive side of the football. They bring a lot of guys back on the offensive side of the football, so you don't really know what they're going to do. So, And you know old Coach Simple. i got a ton of respect for Coach Simple, ton of respect for him. But uh, he's keeping everything close to the vest, so I really don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, in this game, we're going to be breaking in uh, two offensive coordinators. We got ours, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Grindy, and they got a, a new OC up there. So, in addition to the first game of the season, Coach, you got to worry about Oh, what, what's this guy going to do, or what's this guy going to do? We, we talked to the guys a lot this entire week. You know, we got four things. Be prepared, play hard, play fast, and finish. That's kind of our code red. That's our motto. That's that's our shield, if you will. And we've talked every day this week with the guys about, hey, you can't be be, be prepared for every single little thing you're going to see. There's going to be something that's going to happen that you don't know what's going on. Well, hey. You know, anything that they do, we can react to it. Just keep your head and make sure you're prepared for any type of trickery, any type of that non-football play stuff that I like to say to the guys. Um, But, uh, again, there's something that's going to happen, and uh, we just got to be prepared to react accordingly. All right, let's uh, start with our offense. Dakota Westland has always been kind of explosive on that side of the ball. What do you expect? Oh, they 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 ran us up and down the field last year. You know, they killed us with the wheel route. They killed us on the vertical pass game. Their quarterback's coming back. The same guy that started for him last year against us is going to start this year. He's an athletic guy. That's why we really don't know what Coach Snyder's going to bring to the table. You know, you're talking about their size. Their their bookend tackles are like 6'4", 330 pounds. I mean, they block out the sun. They're big old boys. So... <laughs> We're going to have to use our speed there, but the thing that concerns me with those guys is you got your quarterback returning and you got all your skill kids coming back. So we're, our, our secondary, we believe, is going to get tested early. Yeah, you look at their offense, they've got a lot of new faces that weren't on the roster or down the depth chart, but you still got, like you said, the skill guys guys that we saw last year yeah and, and they were the ones who were running wide open down the field on the wheel routes and the comebacks and the backside and the back shoulder verticals and things like that so we just got to communicate our pass offs and and, and uh, make sure we're running our fits and what about on defense for these guys well, defensively, I tell you what, Coach Simple runs their defense, and uh, you know a lot of people will say, "Well, he's unorthodox or this or that." I tell you what, his boys play hard, and that's the one thing about D Dub every year is they will play hard from the start to the finish. And their defense, you know, they're going to overload you, put you two in a gap. They got three starters coming back. Two of their linebackers are coming back. They're really good football players. They got a guy in the secondary coming back. Um, they don't do a lot of stuff exotic on the back end. They just do what they do. But we're going to have to pick up the pressure because they're going to come after our, our young quarterback and our first-year coordinator as well. Yeah, the linebacking core looks to be the strength of their, their defense. And that's kind of been their M.O. for the last you know four or five years. You know, they had that really good football player, Dylan Rourke, from up uh, GICC. I tell you, he was one of the best in the conference, in my opinion. Uh, but every year they got all of their linebackers are really good downhill players. So we get ready for the uh, season opener. What do we worry about here on, besides everything? Every, <laughs> yeah. you, you beat me to that one. Special teams. Special teams. Transition from the, from the sideline to the field. Um, so those are two big things that we're concerned. Fortunately, we got Jason Baco coming back. Fortunately, we got Ren Allen coming back as our long snapper. But special teams in the first game of the season, you saw the games that have been playing. There's always been a miscue somewhere. The guys that don't have the miscues or limit the mess-ups, they're the ones that are successful. So special teams is a major concern. The transition on and off the football field, as small as that may seem, with how we rotate guys, the tempo of our offense, the communication, that's another concern. And the third one, to be honest with you, is can we ride this emotional roller coaster? 
We have not played football since early November 2019. That's a long time not to have pads on, not to pop somebody that's in a different colored uniform with them playing faster than you. So those are the three things that we've talked a lot about. We're just, you know, you, you can't see how the guys are going to react till the bullets start flying. What, what do you think we can get done against this team? Well, what we have to get done is we got to limit our turnovers on the offensive side of the football. If you look statistics, statistics, here you go now. Red zone offense last year, we were dead last in the conference. Third downs offense, we were second to, de- second to last. We got to fix those two things right now. And I know Coach Grinney's been working hard on that. You want to flip flop it? Same thing for the defense. Our red zone defense was dead last last year. Our third down defense was third to last. That's not going to be successful. Those are the two things that we got to do to be successful. The ball's going to get turned over. They're going to turn it over, hopefully. We're going to turn it over, unfortunately. How are we going to respond to it? Okay. Get ready for the ride, huh? Oh, it, it, I'm enjoying this ride. I finally, <laughs> we, get a, we get to enjoy the ride. All right, Hastings College head coach Tony Harper. Stick around. We've got the scouting report coming up next. That is Hastings College football today. The Broncos and the Tigers of Dakota Wesleyan on 1230 KHAS. The Tony Harper pregame show is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Countdown to kickoff continues with the scouting report. Coming up next on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, KHAS Radio. Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research. We know our customers appreciate having their local community bank at the top of safety and soundness ratings. We are very proud of the five-star designation and will work hard to maintain this level of excellence. Knowing our community and knowing our customers, it's what sets a community bank apart from others. Five Points Bank of Hastings, member FDIC. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. It's time now for the KHAS Scouting Report, a pregame chat with today's opposing coach. And Ross Simple, the head coach of Dakota Wesleyan, will join us on the Scouting Report here today. And Ross, with everything uh, going on in the world, uh, I think everybody's kind of anxious to, to get started for a football season, aren't they? Yeah, I don't even know if anxious describes it. Um, you know, kind of sitting on pins and needles, I guess is kind of how we feel on our end. And, um, you know, obviously the work it's taken to get to this point, you know, by the, the conference and each individual school and their administrations. And, you know, just getting kids back on campus to start school was such a, such a relief, you know, and just getting kids here and, and having people around and getting back to somewhat of a daily schedule and then you know, being able to have the, the opportunity to play football is a, a big deal. And so, yeah, we're, we're excited about, you know, being able to have the chance to play in the game. Nobody had a spring football this year, so how did you kind of handle the, the preseason workouts? Yeah, um, you know, we did a lot, of, a lot of Zoom meetings, which were not very physically tasking on our guys. I know that. Um, maybe more tasking on our coaches trying to figure out how to run it and, and do some of those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the physical part of things, um, you know, was kind of taken away from us in, in terms of that. But, 
you know, we had uh, we had a good group of guys when they when we were able to practice August fifteenth. That you know, we kind of got down into the basics and you know, really tried to work on you know from there. And everybody had a little bit different starting point in terms of uh, you know the physical preparation and you know trying to mesh all those things together. You don't want to push guys too hard and get injuries, but on the other hand, you know, you don't want to you know not prepare guys to to play in a game. And so um, that was an interesting dynamic. But um, you know, we were fortunate had a a couple of our returning players back on campus, you know, later on in the summer, just kind of as a, a test group on campus to see how that would go. And, um, albeit a small group, um, it was, it was nice to see those guys being able to work out with our strength coach and, um, you know, get a, a little bit of the physical, physical part of things done. I know when we talk with coach Harper, he, he's kind of treating every game as a, a playoff game this year. Cause we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. How are you guys approaching the season? Yeah, I think that's a good way to approach it, and um, it's very, uh, very similar. I mean, we mentioned uh, to our guys that you know, hundreds of thousands of kids, whether that's at the high school or college level, um, don't have the opportunity that we have, and you know, sometimes that gets lost on you know, in the days where you're tired or you're sore or you know, whatever. And that reminder, you know, it's something that we can't take for granted. And um, as coaches, we got to remember that too that our guys are in a unique situation our coaches are in a unique situation and you know really enjoy the opportunity to play football and um you know i think everybody probably talks about that every year um but even now more so than ever i think it comes to the the forefront and and something that guys can really wrap their head around even even better than you know in a normal season coach are you optimistic that we can uh pull this season off and, and get to the end yeah i think that's you know that's part of our job as coaches to be optimistic um you know there's been times where i've been accused of maybe not being the most optimistic person but um you know i think right now that's that's what we have to do i mean we have to we have to do what we we can we need um you know our communities to do what they can to to help us out um you know we don't we don't want to isolate our kids every single day um and and you know not give them opportunities outside of campus or outside of our, our programs but you know on the other hand we we can't have them doing you know, normal stuff all the time either, you know, and, and we, number one, we don't want anybody getting sick. Um, that's the number one thing. We don't want to be passing it on to anybody else. Um, you know, that's always at the forefront, you know, but also we don't want guys having to isolate and, and be in quarantine and things like that. And so it is, it, it does take a, a huge effort by a lot of people. And, you know, I think a lot of people in this part of the world, the Midwest and, you know, small college football understand how important it is, how unique our opportunity is. And, I you know, see a lot of people that are doing the things the right way to to help continue on the path that we're on. All right, let's talk some football. You guys finished three and eight last year. Lost a lot of close games. How, how do you see your team for the 2020 season? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I wouldn't say that we're a veteran group by any means. Um, you know, we got 96 guys on our roster, and technically only five of those guys are in their last year of eligibility. So five true seniors. Um, we have a few redshirt junior guys that are have been here for four years, but you know have two years left. So um, we're not a veteran group by any means, but I do think we have some experience, um, even with our young guys that are going to be sophomores or redshirt freshmen. Right now, um, they have some experience in games, and they have an opportunity to um, move up the depth chart. Their role is is increasing, um, and, and obviously with that, you know guys are taking more snaps than they're maybe used to, and you know so there's more on their plate. Um, but, you know, again, I think all of our guys have really been receptive to that. 
you know, we, have, we probably have more experience on our offensive side of the ball um, with guys returning and guys that have played. Um, and defensively, we got, um, you know, some of those guys that are familiar, uh, but they're not the household names. You know, they, they played a little bit, but um, they had some pretty, uh, pretty experienced guys in front of them last year. And so, um, you know, our, our team has really flip-flopped probably from last year. Defensively, we were a very veteran group with nine seniors. Um, and offensively, had a lot of those younger guys trying to make a name for themselves. And, and really, we're just flip-flopped this year. And so, we're going to have to rely on our guys that, that are our experienced guys. And we're going to need our young guys and um, guys that are kind of increasing their role to, to go out and play football. You know I mean? You're, you're in the first group or the second group for a reason. Um, you know, go go show everybody why you why you should be playing and, and why we need you to play. Funny thing is, uh, both teams have uh, new offensive coordinators for uh, this year, coach, and this is uh, this season opener. So, how do you prepare when uh, you expect to see a new offensive coordinator on the other side of the ball? Yeah, that's a good question, and, and I'm a little hesitant to answer that because if, if what I say isn't very good, then you know, I mean, it doesn't uh, doesn't work out, but. You know, all, all jokes aside, I mean, the first game of the year is tough regardless, um, you know, because usually teams have a whole spring and a summer and, you know, working on different tweaks, new personnel, um, and how do they fit into different packages or whatever, offensively or defensively. And, and now you have the dynamic of, of two new offensive coordinators on, on both teams. And so um, you try to go off of maybe, you know, what the game plan was, um, you know, when you played last year and, and – what things were 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 what was the other team doing to try to stop what what we were doing or what what they were doing and and you know try to get an idea from there. But on the other hand, you don't really know with a, a new offensive coordinator how much say are they going to have? Um, what are they putting their stamp on it? And you know we're taking everything over, we're changing everything, or do we want to keep things similar and and tweak a few things? And so you know our our preparation um, we've kind of extended it out a couple extra days than we normally would. Um, then, you know, just a normal game week just because of that and kind of said, okay, we can, uh, you know, we can maybe see this. And if we do this, you know, if we, if we, if we see this personnel group on the field, we got to be prepared for this. But you know, I think we've been really uh, upfront with our guys saying, hey, we, you know, we really don't know. Um, and we're going to have to play football. We have rules. We have assignments. And um, regardless of what we're seeing, we, we've got to do a good job of executing those things. And you know, I do think that actually helps our young guys. They can't focus on one thing. They have to do their job and execute, and, and hopefully that uh, hopefully that pays off. Offensively, you got a couple of guys uh, back in your lineup that uh, produced for you last year, Spencer Nugent-Bauer and also uh, Daniel Leibolt. Talk about those two guys. Yeah, those two guys are really, really good players, and I'm um, excited to have those guys back this season. And, um, you know, just, just guys that need to have the ball in their hands, um, whether that's, you know, handing it to them, handing it to them, kicking it to them, throwing it to them, um, you know, those are two guys that we're going to rely on very heavily on the offensive side of the ball, and, and deservedly so. Um, you know, those guys are both kick returners for us, you know, liable to punt return for us, um, just trying to get opportunities with those guys to make plays as, as often as possible. And, and um, you know, we need to, need to protect our quarterback so we can throw the ball downfield to those guys if that's what we need to do or, you know, get them involved and, and try to get creative and, um, you know, force feed those guys a little bit, if, if at all possible. You do have your quarterback uh, back this year, and uh, Zach Lester threw for about 1,200 yards a, a year ago. Kind of talk about him as a QB. Yeah, Zach, Zach uh, you know, he, he started the season as our backup quarterback and um, had some. we had some injuries at the quarterback spot and, and ended up starting 
quite a few games for us um, down the stretch and, and at the end of the season. And, you know, really, really done a nice job all summer and, and fall camp of, you know, decision-making, picking up the new offense, um, where to, you know, where do we have to, you know, if we're going to motion or if we're, you know, where are we trying to throw the ball? Who are we reading? I mean, his decision-making was really good um, in, in terms of distributing the football. And, um, you know, so, I mean, there's things that he was bringing to the table for us that, um, you know, we're excited. He's played in games. He's started games. Um, so he's got some of that experience in his back pocket. And, um, you know, he's got some guys in Spencer and, and live bolt that, you know, he can fall back on a little bit as a security blanket saying, hey, I need to get those guys the ball. And so um, look forward to what he can do in the game and, and how, he, how he manages being the quarterback and being the number one guy and, um, you know, not kind of being in that role by default because of an injury. I mean, he's the guy and, and he earned that position. And so um, excited to see how he manages the game. And coach, what's going on in the defensive side of the ball? Looks like a, the linebacking core might be the strength of that side of the ball. Yeah, we got probably the most experience in our linebacking group. Um, you know, Cody Reichelt, uh, you know, an all-conference honorable mention guy for us last year is a really good player. Um, you know, and he was he had the benefit of having three other seniors around him last year. And so he was kind of the young guy as a junior out there. And, and uh, now he's, his role's completely reversed in terms of he's the, he's the senior. He's the guy that's coordinating things. But, uh, you know, Taziah Owens, Josh Gary, and Sam Kretschmer all played in games for us last year. Um, you know, more than just a spot duty role. I mean, those guys were pretty involved heavily in terms of our rotation, what we and what we wanted to do defensively. And so, um, we have some experience there um, at those positions, and and we're going to need those guys to kind of get our defense set and get us in the right spot, and and uh, hopefully make a lot of tackles for us. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back and talk about the matchup with Hastings College as our scouting report continues after this. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. Back with Dakota Wesley and head coach Ross Simple as Tigers getting set to take on the Broncos here this afternoon. Coach, like we said, not to this season you were really anticipating last year. Where does this team have to get better in order to, to maybe challenge this year? Yeah, I think, you know, the one area that we've got to do a better job is just complement our own team a little bit better. And what I mean by that is, you know, if our defense is playing well and, and getting stops, or, you know, whatever it is, we need our offense to continue to move the football and, and uh, put points on the board. Or, you know, if our offense is able to, to move the ball and put points on the board defensively, we've got to firm up and, you know, hold guys to field goals or, or you know, get some three and outs or get a turnover. And, um, you know, it seemed like last year when, when our defense played well, our offense maybe struggled a little bit. Or when our offense played well, our defense struggled or, you know, special teams. And so, um, you know, just being able to have guys work together. Um, and really just kind of understand, you know, our best defense is, is our offense staying on the field, and, and our best offense is our defense getting off the field. And so, um, you know, having guys understand that role and, and um, you know, putting our guys in a position where, you know, you talk about some of our offensive guys, okay, well, they, they don't help us when they're on the sideline, you know, and so defensively we've got to get off the field and, you know, limit the big plays and the big play touchdowns, and I think that was something that we – 
we struggled with last year as well as on the defensive side. The Hastings College game folder should be right on, on top of your stat, Coach. We end the 2019 season with you guys. We start the 2020 season with you guys. Doesn't happen very often, but uh, you should be familiar with the Broncos. Yeah, you know, I, I think we are. And, and obviously they got a, a boatload of talent back. Um, they return a bunch of guys on the offense and defensive side of the ball and, and some really good football players. And You know, there's some guys in the lineup that at the end of last season – you know, weren't healthy and weren't playing for them um, that are back in the lineup. And so um, we're going to have a, a big challenge with some of those guys, especially on their defensive line. I think their defensive line is really, really good, um, really physical, really active, um, you know, and a really, uh, really tough matchup for us up front, you know, offensively, their skill positions, you know, quarterback, running back, receivers, all those guys are back essentially. And so, um, you know, what, what do they bring to the table and, you know, obviously, we've seen most of those guys, and you know, in our game last year, and you know, quite honestly, had some trouble with them at times in terms of the run game and the quarterback run game, and and so um, a team that really presents a lot of challenges, and you know, really, I think it's two teams overall that are you know trying to say, okay, you know, yeah, we just played our our most recent game is against you know the the team that we've seen, but. Um, you know, I think both teams have a little bit different dimension to them now that uh, you know both coaches and I think teams are probably pretty excited about. Coach, how important is this first game? Naturally, you want to win this thing, but uh, with everything that's going on in this world, how important is it to get off to a good start here today? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's something that as coaches we really, you know, for me, that's kind of all all I ever hope for, all our, our coaches ever hope for is, you know, let's see our guys play. Let's just let them go out there and play and execute um, you know, let them be kids and let them play football. And really for that, you know, two or three hours of that game, really have it be about football and watching a football game. And, and our guys, you know, we're going to face adversity. And at some point somebody's going to miss a tackle or, or somebody's going to drop a ball or miss a block. But, you know, it still comes back to we're playing a football game. And, and so, yes, we want to play well. And, and ideally, you know, we want to win the game just like every team that plays in any game. But, uh, you know, there's some really big things that are just happening with the opportunity to play this game. And, and um, you know, if, if we can handle the adversity and the, the newness, which I think we've got some pretty resilient kids. I think, you know, kids that are 18 to 22 years old right now are pretty resilient. And so um, enjoy the opportunity that you have to play and, and go out and make some plays and, and be excited about what you have. All right, Coach, best of luck to you this afternoon and uh, good luck to, for the 2020 season. Sounds good. Thank you very much. That's Dakota Wesleyan head coach Ross Simple. Stick around. Bronco football coming up next on 1230 KHAS. You've been listening to the Scouting Report. Hastings College play-by-play is up next on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, KHAS Radio. The gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu, then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York Comfort System to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. 
Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. It's time for Bronco Football on KHAS Radio. Hastings College Football is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. By Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for health care. By Five Points Bank, the better bank with three locations in Hastings. By Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Enjoy great food, good service, and a warm, friendly atmosphere at 2017 West 2nd, the home of NFL and college football. By Rutz Heating and Air, your York Midwest dealer in Hastings and Kearney. And by Hastings College and the Hastings College Foundation. Now, here's the voice of the Broncos, KHAS Sports Director Mike Will. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Osborne Sports Complex. Lloyd Wilson Field was a get you set for another exciting season of Bronco football today on 1230 KHAS. Hastings getting ready to kick off the 2020 season here in just a couple of minutes against the Tigers out of Dakota Wesleyan. I'm Mike Will. I'll call the play-by-play for you again this year. Jimmy Purcell joins me alongside. And, Jimmy, I, I didn't know if this day was going to come, but uh, here we are, bright, sunshiny day, and we're ready for uh, college football today. I tell you what, it is a Chamber of Commerce day out here. Beautiful sunshine. We've gotten rid of the rain and the cold weather. Uh, a lot of fans coming out here, shorts, T-shirts. It's good to see some good crowd coming down from uh, the Mitchell area for all the DWU fans over there on the far side of the field. But, yeah, this is an exciting time here. I, I put a poster just a little bit ago. This is one of three college football games that will be played in the state today. One of one is our game, the Concordia Doan game, and then the uh, Dort at Midland that game being played in Fremont. So three college football games. So if you want a college football fix and you're close, get on out to Lloyd Wilson Field. A lot of seats uh, available out here on a beautiful afternoon. But, yeah, this is uh, exciting times. We've been able to get some high school games under our belt. You never know whether this is going to be a one-and-done type deal. We understand that uh, Jamestown's got some issues uh, going on up uh, north with the COVID-19. So it can happen to anybody. It's just a situation you just try to keep clean and keep everybody healthy. But, you know, we we finished last year with this team. Now we start with them this year. And we've had a tough time with them over the last few years. Ross Semple, their uh, coach, we just talked about uh, some of the Sioux Falls guys. And uh, he was a Sioux Falls Cougar, uh, All-American wide receiver out there. Uh, We talked about Kalen DeBoer. He's now a head coach for Fresno State. He's big time. But uh, Ross Semple's kind of had our number. He's 6-2 and against Hastings College in the last eight years. He's been there nine seasons. He's compiled a 49-38 and record. And uh, it's just been tough to get over top of this hump. And uh, we played them later on in the year here, it seems like, the last few years. But uh, we, we need a win. And a win, we figured that up. It's been 362 days since Hastings College has won a football game. So we're nearing a year since we have won a game. It's been a tough offseason. They haven't been able to do many much uh, for spring workouts. Summer workouts, they've just been able to get back together. And a lot of excitement around here. We've got a new offensive coordinator that's come to town. We've got the boards now. We look almost big time other than what we have in the last few years. So we'll see. We got to come out to uh, a scrimmage last week. Really liked what I've seen. Kind of hard to, to tell against the uh, – 
you know, your, uh, your own team, but uh, it, a lot of excitement around here, a lot of returning players back for Tony Harper and uh, coaches even got a new look this year. He's uh, kind of resembling Mike Gundy of Oklahoma state with that uh, mullet and the hair draped out of the back of the cap here today. He'll be easy to spot on the sidelines. I don't know what he's uh, really trying to do. I, I gave him some guff uh, throughout the, the preseason workouts. I said, what is this new look anyway? And yeah, he's, He's taking after uh, Mike Gundy for some reason. So well, I, I I don't know. He's Gundy's very boisterous, and we know Harp is. He's got a little fire, but uh, going to be some some things different. We see down here on the field the uh, the normal box. They have extended it because of the the social distancing type uh, scenario. Now the coaches and team can go all the way down to the twenty five yard line on both ends, which causes us problems because Harp was already down that far anyway. Now he's probably going to be somewhere around the pylons in the end zone by the time the uh, the game gets to going. But uh, uh, like I said, a lot of excitement around here looking for a lot of great things that we hope we can get this season underway. Going to be a strange scenario as the season goes because the playoffs are not going to be played until the springtime. So a team that qualifies for the playoffs in the uh, in the G-Pack is going to have to sit around and try to keep uh, your mojo going, so to speak, to to uh, you know stay in rhythm and stay in sync with what's going on as they uh, advance on into the playoffs after the first year in the spring. All right, let's talk about uh, Hastings College. We finished two and eight last year. We won our first two ball games, feeling pretty good. I think we were ranked at that time. Then the wheels kind of fell off of the cart, and we lost the the last eight games of the season, Jimmy. We've got a uh, a lot of things to fix. Our defense was not very good last year. Gave up a lot of points, uh, a lot of yards. Uh, we were not very good in the red zone. Coach talked about that during the pregame show. Just uh, the little things that we've got to clean up. I think Hastings going to have a, a pretty good football team here this year. Well, I think so. They've got a lot of skilled players back. They've, they've got uh, a lot of opportunities here. They look more like a football team coming out to the scrimmage uh, last week. My goodness, I haven't seen this many big guys around in a long time. So Harp and uh, and uh, Coach Valentine, they've done a great job bringing in uh, some guys that are big up front on the defensive front and also the offensive front, a team that averaged 304 yards a game last year. But we had a, a key injury. Tyree Neesmith went down uh, in pr- uh, practice before the season even started, tore his knee up. I was able to see him work out at uh, Hastings Physical Therapy with my shoulder. I was in there same time he was. This kid is put together, and he has worked very, very hard to get back, and he looked good last week in the, the uh, practice. We got Brett Simonson, the Sutton Mustang product, back. He had a great year as a freshman last year, and the new quarterback this year is going to be Jesse Ulrich, and we've seen Ulrich in the high school days playing for Ord. Well, now he gets a chance. He was in last year as a running back, just wanted to get on the field, but you see the talent that Ulrich brings to the table and now you see him throwing he's very confident last week looked very good in the practice we'll see what happens but uh, Ulrich is a tough kid he's not afraid to tuck it and run and uh, he can put a blow to somebody we get some good guys back on the outside we got a Riley Ostendorf he's uh, what they call the grandpa of the uh, the football team Ostendorf's coming back and then Coyote Stenhouse is back after a 16 a touchdown performance a year ago he had five 100 yard receiving games a season ago so some skilled players still got to be able to protect the quarterback and get some holes open for these running backs. But uh, they've got a nucleus. They've got the opportunity on the defensive side of things. They bring some guys back. Again, this was a very young team last year. Now this is just a young team with more experience. We'll see where that gets them. But uh, a lot of 
a lot of optimism around the Hastings College campus. All right, so we're set to go with the 2020 season opener, Dakota Wesleyan and Hastings College here this afternoon at Lloyd Wilson Field. Again, uh, practicing the, the social distancing, the, the tailgate parties out in the, the parking lots uh, are not happening today because of COVID-19, but we've got sunshine. We've got to college football getting ready to go as the uh, Tigers come in here out of Mitchell, South Dakota. They finished 3-8 and eight a season ago. Hastings College uh, finishing 2-8, and eight, again winning their first two games and then losing their last eight. Two teams meant to wrap up the 2019 season, and uh, Hastings College lost to uh, the Tigers up in Mitchell by the score of 30-7. to seven. So we're a couple of minutes away from the kickoff of the ball game. Going to have the playing of the National Anthem. We'll sneak in the starting lineups and a whole lot more. As we continue with Bronco football today, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to Bronco football on 1230 KHAS. I like small towns. This is home to me. I can't imagine being anywhere else. There's a sense of of camaraderie, helping whenever you can. We are more caring because of that, because, you know, we want to do the best for our neighbors and our friends. When you hear that you have metastatic breast cancer, you get knocked down. And either you stay down or you pick yourself up and you keep going. We are Nebraskans and we are ultimately a family. It goes from there. Carlene is one of those that says, just do it. And who will talk and who will joke with you and who will uh, cry with you. One of the things that I truly love about Mary Lanning is that we are an independent hospital. We don't have somebody out in California telling us how to run our hospital. At Mary Lanning, we can make things happen. I'm Carlene Springer, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. 1230 KHAS. We're set to go. College football action here today. Hastings College and Dakota Wesleyan will get you the starting lineups. are brought to you by Five Points Bank of Hastings. Locally owned, locally managed with friendly service. Three convenient locations and a strong commitment to area youth. Many reasons why Five Points Bank is the better bank. Jimmy mentioned a lot of the stars during his little uh, pregame spiel here today. Jesse Ulrich will be the uh, quarterback for Hastings. The 5'10", 200-pound sophomore out of Ord. One of the wide receivers for Hastings will be Brenton Bell, 5'7", 166-pound junior out of San Diego. Luke Fairbanks will be the H-back in this new offense for Hastings. Fairbanks is 6'1", 210-pound sophomore out of Bishop Newman up in uh, Wahoo. Keoti Stenhouse is back. He's a uh, fifth-year senior for Hastings. He comes back after a great year last year, 5'10", 167-pound senior. Out of uh, California, he caught 53 balls last year for 827 yards. Raleigh Ostendorf, another uh, 50 year senior, has decided to come back to play for Hastings, uh, is on the other side. He's six foot two, 215 pound senior out of Gothenburg. He had uh, 269 yards on uh, 26 receptions a season ago. Up front for Hastings. Dustin Burgett, he'll be your center. He's a good boy, six foot one, 269 pound sophomore out of Lyons, Nebraska. 
Your uh, guards today will be Tanner Cornell at uh, left guard. He'll be a 5'11", 255-pound junior out of Longview, Texas. Stephen Sherman will be on the other side, 6'3", 352-pound junior from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. The right uh, tackle, he's a big old boy, too, at 338 pounds, 6'5", that's Justin Heine. He's out of Waco, Nebraska. And your uh, left tackle after missing all of last season with an injury. Here's back Pat Hudson, 6'3", 273-pound redshirt junior out of Gothenburg, Nebraska. Hastings on uh, defense here today. Across the front, you've got Kayante Kinney, also uh, Harrison Udell, and also Chance Bolin. Defensive end will be uh, Steele Willis. He is back from a season ago. Your couple of backers, we're going to have Titus Clay and also Paxton Terry, the kid out of McCook. The defensive secondary for Hastings, Tyler Polowski, also uh, Carl, uh, Carlo Terrell, De'Ron Jones, Max Rupert, and Jarius Stewart in the defensive backfield for uh, Hastings here today. We'll take a timeout, come back and check the starters for Dakota Wesleyan right after this. Five Points Bank is strongly committed to investing in our community. This is what locally owned, locally managed banks do and do well. We are proud to be a leading supporter of the United Way's annual campaign. Also, we make meaningful contributions to numerous community, educational, and civic organizations in our quest to make the quality of life in our area as strong as possible. Giving back. It's part of our mission statement and helps make Hastings a great community. Five Points Bank. Locally owned, locally managed. The Better Bank. Stay so up on game time here today between Hastings College and Dakota Wesleyan at the Osborne Sports Complex. Give you some uh, starters for Dakota Wesleyan. Zach Lester is going to be the quarterback. He's five foot nine, 200-pound junior out of Fairbanks, Alaska. He started a couple of games for the Tigers last year, was injured, and, uh, uh, again, did not play the entire season uh, last year for the Tigers, but he's back in there. Zach Lester, the uh, quarterback, he threw for about 1,180 yards a season ago and rushed for 105 for the Tigers. Just a couple of guys we'll have to be aware of today, Spencer Nugenbauer will be one of the wide receivers. He's a good cat, too. Six-foot, 195-pound senior, local kid out of Mitchell, South Dakota. He uh, caught 33 passes a season ago. On the other side, Daniel Leibolt. Leibolt is out of Chambers, Nebraska. He caught 36 balls last year for 362 yards. Five-foot, 180-pound junior for Leibolt. He's also one of the top returners coming back as far as uh, kickoff and uh, punt returns. We'll see him all over the place here for the uh, Tigers of Dakota Wesleyan. Uh, the running backs uh, going to be uh, uh, Jamin Aaron will be one guy back there, a freshman kid out of Emory, South Dakota. Also expected to see uh, Jaden Blumendahl, five foot eight, hundred and seventy pound junior out of Edgerton, Minnesota. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, the guy you hear a lot of will be a linebacker in Cody Reichert. Reichelt, Reichelt, the uh, 6'2", 230-pound senior out of Mitchell, 84 stops a season ago. So your starting laps today brought to you by Five Points Bank of Hastings, locally owned, locally managed with friendly service, three convenient locations, and a strong commitment to area youth. Many reasons why Five Points Bank is the better bank. Bronco football this year brought to you in part by Five Points Bank of Hastings, also by Mary Lanning Healthcare, Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill, Family Medical Center of Hastings, Hastings College, the Hastings College Foundation, and by Rutz Heating and Air as we get set to go. Beautiful day here today. 
They give us the uh, kickoff temperature at 68 degrees. Winds out of the northwest at 13 miles per hour. Your officials for today's ball game. Justin Denning will be your referee. Ted Downey will be your umpire today. Aaron Duker will be your head line judge. Your line judge today will be George Finley. Your side judge is going to be Brian Bach. The field judge today will be Matthew Eastmo. And your back judge today will be Matt Barth. We're making things kind of official today, aren't we? Tell you what, we're going big time. <laughs> go big or go home, I've always uh, I've always heard. We've already won something today. We won the toss. We have deferred. We will kick off from the north end of the field here at Lloyd Wilson Field. Going to be Leibolt and Nugenbauer. We talked about those guys. They are dangerous in the return game. They put up some big, big numbers a year ago. And we're underway. College football. It's going to come down to Nugenbauer at the one. He's back quickly to the 10, 15, 20. Look out, opening, 35, 40. Still on his feet, stumbling his way to the 45-yard line to the 46. Well, we told you he was dangerous and run out for the bat. He returns it out here at the 46-yard line. A great return for the Tigers of Dakota Wesley. And now a season ago, these guys put up a lot of numbers, put up a lot of points, but they also gave up uh, a lot of points and uh, a lot of yardage. So they were very similar to us on, on defense. They've got a new offensive coordinator, so ACs really didn't have uh, any idea what to prepare for when we were out here. They were preparing for uh, just about anything that they might uh, see in this ballgame today. Well, so. and that's going to be the same case with us. They were, they're going to have a tough time preparing for us because we have a new offensive coordinator as well. So Nugenbauer brings the football out to the 45-yard line, 44 on the return, and now we've got penalty flags already. Going to be a delay a game. Are you kidding me? The official is going to make the call. Number six, offense, five-yard penalty, still first down. I don't know what that was uh, all about there, but they have a penalty right off the bat here, five-yard penalty chalked up on uh, Dakota Wesley, and that ball moves the ball back to the 41-yard line. First down and 15, Zach Luster again is the quarterback here for the Tigers of Dakota Wesley, and man goes in motion now. Here's Luster, he drops back to throw, looks left side, throws it left side, and it's incomplete. Intended receiver, Spencer uh, Nugenbauer. Nugenbauer, the kid from uh, Mitchell, and again, he put up some big numbers a season ago, and they don't waste any time going for him here. A little uh, down and out here, about a 15-yard down and out, passes incomplete. Josh stands on coverage, uh, one of the defensive backs back there. Again, uh, you're going to see Dakota Wesley and try to throw the football quite a bit here in this football game. Again, uh, like you said, they put up a lot of points last year. It was their defense that really had the problem. But they've got a bunch of big boys up front to give protection for Lester to throw that football downfield. All right, Lester waiting for the snap, claps his hands. He's got the ball under pressure, set up a little screen here at the 40, 45, 50 in the Bronco territory, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25 yard line. Another big gain. That's what uh, Tony kind of feared there, Jimmy, is uh, the running backs coming out of the backfield. That was a little screen pass set up there to uh, Jamin uh, Aaron out of the backfield, the uh, freshman out of Emory, South Dakota. He just grabs the ball and uh, slices his way through the Bronco D. Yeah, and he had a big guy out in front of him, T.J. Benton, 305-pound left tackle. He broke loose from his position, got out in front, and it was a 40, excuse me, a 35-yard gain all the way down to the Hastings 25. Here's uh, Lester. He's going to hand the ball away now. That's uh, Aaron carrying the ball for a couple of yards right in the teeth of the buzzsaw, the uh, Bronco defense. 
So this is the opening possession of the 2020 season, and Dakota Wesleyan has moved the ball into Bronco territory as they near the red zone. They've got the ball at the 23-yard line of Hastings. It is second down, eight yards to go for the Tigers, dressed in their white uniforms here this afternoon, their white tops, their white football helmets, and uh, their blue trim. As they uh, go right to left here in the first quarter of play, that's uh, south to north at the Osborne Sports Complex, Lloyd Wilson Field. Lester slaps his hands again, hands the ball away. And uh, now he's going to be uh, stacked up. Nice fake there as uh, Lester is going to be uh, dropped on the play. The tackle is made by Kayante Kinney. Kinney, the uh, defensive end there for the uh, Broncos. Nice fake, though, by uh, Zach Lester. Shake me right out of, fake me right out of my shorts. Yeah, nice job there by uh, Lester. That's not too hard to do is uh, <laughs> faking you out of your shorts. But Kante Kenny, a big stable in the uh, Hastings College defense a year ago, looking for even bigger things this year. Breaks through there, brings down Lester for about a four-yard loss, going to bring up third and long, about 12 for D-Dub. Lester wants to throw the ball. He throws it. It's going to be juggled here in the sidelines. It's going to be incomplete. They say it's an incomplete pass. It would not have been enough for a first down anyway. But an incomplete pass, and now it is fourth down. Tried to get the football out there to Leibold, one of their uh, talented receivers. He made a diving effort for it right along the, the paint in front of the Bronco football team, but uh, juggles it official right there, incomplete. Now what will Ross Simple come up with here? He's got a fourth and 12. The ball is at the 27-yard line. Has no confidence in his kicker. Big fourth down call here early in this football game. Keep everybody in front of you. Yeah, the Broncos got to get off of the field here on fourth down take this opportunity. Fourth down and 12 yards to go. As they wait for the snap again, wide receivers out to the left and to the right. Three of them out to the right side of the formation. Lester wants to throw. He throws the ball. It's going to be knocked down. Nice play there by the Broncos on defense. That was Darius Stewart. I think the guy back there uh, defending there for uh, Hastings jars the ball loose. The intended receiver was uh, Garrett Dieterman. He is sophomore from Watertown, South Dakota. But that was a great, great defensive play by Stewart. Great defensive stand by Hastings College there. And the receiver would have had to break away from Stewart on that to get the first down. He was going to be short if he was brought down right there. But the Bronco offense, new offensive coordinator, take over at their own 27-yard line. Big defensive stand early in the game. All right, Broncos working left to right here in the first quarter of play. North to south, they hand the ball away. And why not? Uh, Nesmith going to carry the ball. He just carries the stack with him there. Nesmith carries the ball. He was met initially right at the line of scrimmage, Jimmy. But, look, it's a it's a net of about five or six yards. He just uh, moved the pack. He's a big old boy. Good to see him back in the lineup after going down with an injury a season ago. Yeah, Hastings College is going to be very quick now on offense. They're up the line getting ready to call. We'll give him seven on the carry, second and three. All right, here's uh, Ulrich. He wants to throw. Jesse's going to run the football. This is what he likes to do across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Yeah, your, your comments uh, when Hastings has the ball this year are going to have to be uh, they're gonna have to be a quick snap. You have to snap to it because this is what to do. They're already up to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a lot of pencil time for me today. Going to be a uh, first down for Hastings College, first one of the day, three-yard gain by Ulrich. Again, he's not afraid to tuck the ball and run. He's a very physical runner. Uh, he slaps his hands here. That's uh, another change, how they deliver the ball from the center to the quarterback. And now... Uh, Jesse backs away as he looks to the sidelines. They've got cards. They've got uh, a big old pole over here to signal in the plays. We're sitting at uh, six seconds on the play clock. Jesse has got the ball. He hands it away. After all that, he just hands the ball away to a Nesmith as he brings the ball across the 40. 
out to the 42-yard line. Yeah, they got uh, different color cards here on the sidelines with different pictures on them. Then they got this uh, big old pole that they, they put up in the air with different numbers on them. And Tony, he does, says he doesn't even know what all that stuff stands for. Wow. He's just good to be here. He's, uh, I'm worried about his haircut he's got going on right now. <laughs> Here's another hand, Dom. Don't be faking to him. And Jesse's going to carry the ball across the 50. Jesse takes it into Tiger territory down to the 47-yard line. Nothing better here, Jimmy, than Hastings puts the drive together after a nice defensive stand and take it right down and stuff yeah. it in the end zone. Ham and Egan here. Two carries by Ulrich, two carries by Neesmith. And, again, you talk about Neesmith being a physical uh, specimen. Again, he was in there with Sean Vonderfeck getting worked on in the offseason and getting stronger by the day. And he is uh, he's something else down there. He's had a, a good day already. He'll get another carry off left side. All right, he takes it around the uh, left end. This time he's going to be spilled over there by the uh, Tiger defense. Give him a pickup of one yard on the play. Tackle is made in there by number 26, Max Schoenfelder. He is playing in place of uh, Josh Gary, who uh, came down and uh, was not able to, to make the trip, we understand, from uh, Mitchell. Just a, a late scratch as uh, he's getting a start outside linebacker today for the Tigers. Uh, Jesse wants to throw the ball down the left sideline. A man is open. He makes the catch out of bounds at the 22-yard line. Nesmith making the catch coming out of the backfield, Jimmy, and he it was wide, wide open. If that would be delivered on the money, we'd be celebrating a touchdown. Tell you what, he came, he went in motion off the left side, and right as soon as Jesse got the snap, then he sprinted around the outside. Nobody picked him up defensively. Yeah, he wide open, and Jesse delivered the football downfield. 28 yards on the passing catch. Third first down on this drive. The Broncos look good as they advanced it into D-Dub territory. Man comes in motion, sets up his uh, uh, H-back to the right side of the formation, and uh, there they give the ball to Naismith again, but that was blown up. That didn't look very good. I don't know what happened, but that play didn't look very good. It is second down and 11 yards to go. Hastings losing one yard in that play. Back outside the red zone at the 21-yard line. Ball is on the far side hash mark. Nine minutes and 29 seconds to play here in the first quarter. No score between the Tigers and the Broncos in the 2020 season opener. Jesse Ulrich, the Ord product, waiting for the snap. He's got the ball, fakes it now, drops back to throw, throws it to the far side. That's incomplete. Pass is uh, incomplete over there. The intended receiver for the uh, Broncos was uh, Brent Simonson coming out of the backfield. So Simonson, the product out of Sutton. We're going to see a lot of plays where Simonson and Naismith in the, in the same backfield, Jimmy. And that's, uh, wow. that's thunder and lightning, if I'll tell you that. That really is. Brett Simonson had an outstanding high school career at Sutton, and he is a very fast individual. That cat can flat get with it. He had a good year last year, 704 yards and three touchdowns. He'll stay in the game. Switch numbers this year from 21 to 8. Now uh, here's Jesse Allrecht. He's going to run the ball. He's into the open 15. He's down to 10. Lunges forward down to the 9-yard line. And just that last little lunge there, Jimmy, gives him a first down. Now look at the look at the pace. Jesse yeah. says, let's get the play in. Let's get the personnel in. That's the one thing we know is they run out for the bat. He sings much uh, quicker on offense here for the 2020 season with a new offensive coordinator. 36 on the ground, 28 through the air just on this drive. Four first downs. And uh, Jesse's got him up the line. He's going to go under center, or at least appear to go under center. Here he'll have Neesmith. Uh, behind him about seven yards. Unbalanced line with the power set up to the left side. Naismith is going to get the call here as they move the ball down to about the six-yard line. So a couple of yard gain there, but we got a penalty flag down. Officials have spotted something there, and a penalty flag 
is down as they try to sort this thing out and uh, waiting for the call. More than four players in the backfield. Offense, number one. Five-yard penalty, still first down. All right, we had too many people in the backfield there. Too many people in the backfield. They whistle it on the Coyote Stenhouse. But with four of them in the backfield, uh, who knows who's at fault there. So a five-yard penalty marched off there on the Broncos. It'll bring up first down now and goal. The ball is pushed back here to the 14-yard line. No score between Hastings and Dakota Wesleyan here in the season opener. Jesse Ulrich now away from center. He fakes the ball. Penalty flags are down again. Ulrich starts off left, comes back right 10. He's at the 5. He's down at the 2-yard line. And now another penalty goes down. I think we're going to have a, a face mask on the tackle, but see, we'll see what that first set of flags was. we got all kinds of laundry on the field. I think we're going to have offsides. Dakota Wesley in the interior, that defensive front jumping up there. We'll see if that's what they got unless a Hastings College uh, offensive lineman flinched a bit. But, again, that's what Jesse Ulrich is going to bring to the table. He's got great scrambling ability, great eyes, and he gets loose out to the outside. He's He doesn't look like a speedster, but he is, and he's very physical. He gets the ball to the three, and they continue to talk down there at about the five-yard line. We're going to get a, a call right here. Yeah, we got multiple fouls, obviously, out there because the first set of flags went down virtually on the snap. And then I think we've got something on, on the tackle on a face mask on Dakota Wesleyan. There's the official. He's going to make the call right. for us. There are two fouls on the play, both by the defense. Offside, number nine. That penalty is declined. Personal foul, face mask, number 29. That penalty is half the distance from the end of the run. First down. All right, we've got an offsides call there against the Dakota West Lane, and we've got a face mask on the Tigers. They wave off the uh, offsides. Naturally, they'll take the half of the distance to the goal line, so Hastings has got the ball. It is first down and goal. The ball is sitting at the Dakota Wesleyan two-yard line. First possession of the season for Hastings after a nice defensive stop to begin the ball game. Hastings' offense has come out here and stuffed the ball right down the field there. Now we're... Sitting at point-blank range from the two-yard line. There's a handoff there and taking the ball into the end zone and scoring the first touchdown of the season, Tyree Naismith. Again, the kid that missed all of last season because of an injury. He makes a big part of this at first possession, Jimmy, as Tyree takes it into the end zone, and the Broncos have the lead. Ten plays, 75 yards, capped off by a great two-yard run. He was very patient. He waited for his line to open up a little bit of a hole right in there, and then he stuck his head right in there. The football crossed. The paint, and Bockel is in for the PAT. Hastings on the board early here at the 818 mark. All right, we'll see what Bockel can do. Ball is down, the kick is up, and the kick goes through the uprights. It is good. He's had his troubles during uh, the three scrimmages that we attended here for the uh, preseason camp, but he puts that one right through the pipes. Eight minutes and 18 seconds to play in the first quarter. The first possession of the season for the Broncos. They go 10 plays in 75 yards. Hastings with a lead. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings 7, Dakota Wesley and nothing. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to RutzHeating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. 1230 KHAS. 
Bronco football for you today here on 1230 KHAS. Also online, HastingsLink.com, and also a part of the uh, Hastings College uh, streaming services here today. Good to be with you guys as well. 8-18 to play first quarter. Good start for the Broncos, 7-0. Yep, good to see they come up with a big defensive stand. Then the offense looks very good under the uh, the new regime here, the uh, new offensive coordinator for Hastings College. Bockle into the football. Again, keep an eye on these guys. It's going to be Nugenbauer at the goal line. Brings it back quickly in the center of the field, out to the 10, 15, 20. Much better coverage that time, 22-yard line. First time he brought it out across the 40-yard line. Hastings keeps him at the uh, 22 this time, so... We'll see what the Tigers elect to do here on their second possession. They took the ball into Hastings College territory in their first possession and got stopped on downs. Do I have a penalty flag out there? I think we do. Penalty flag in the far side of the field. We've seen our share of flags here in the first quarter. 8-13 remaining here as the officials sort this baby out. Clear on the opposite side of the field. I think we've got a flag as uh, Mr. Umpire is going to, Mr. Referee is going to make the call here. Five-yard penalty kick. All right, so uh, five-yard penalty marched off on Hastings. Being offsides, that's going to... That won't make it. No, that's that's going to fire up uh, Coach Harper. If he's already fired up. Justin Denning, again, getting uh, plenty of uh, air time here early, the referee in today's ball game. What? How many penalties is that already? Uh, four. four. Two, two for each team, and... Uh, the Mike Gundy lookalike down on the sidelines is already in the uh, ear of the side judge. He's going to walk on down here and get into the referee, ask for a little more of an explanation, shake his hair, at least, or shake his head. When he shakes his head this year, we see a lot of hair moving around. We'll be on him all year long until he gets rid of that. So Bockel will be backed up five yards. He'll kick it from the 30. And again, Nugent Bauer and Leibel, very dangerous. They will field this one here. That's going to be Nugenbauer again at about the 7. He brings it back to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and he is spilled right there. He brings it out to the 30-yard line. So, again, uh, good coverage that time by the Broncos kickoff team there. And Dakota Westlane will have their uh, second drive here. Again, their quarterback, Zach Wester, completed a couple of passes on the opening possession, but then on a fourth down, Misfired on a pass, and Hastings got the ball, and they immediately went on a 10-play, 75-yard drive to begin the ball game. They get it in the end zone. Hastings is out on top in this ball game by a score of seven to nothing. Again, Hastings has lost the last eight games in football, dating back to our last season. Trying to break that here in the season opener. There's a handoff. Aaron gets outside. Look out. 40, 45, 50. Run out of bounds to the 45-yard line. Hastings had him stop, Jimmy, and Aaron just to bounce it to the outside. Got down the sideline. Took the ball into Bronco territory. They're going to put the ball down here. Looks like right at the 49-yard line is where he stepped out of bounds. That's the Hastings 49. Good run there by Aaron. 21 on the run and against some broken tackles off that right side. That is the third first down for D-Dub. They've got it just across into Bronco territory. Lester again is your quarterback. Zach waiting for the snap. He's got it. Hands the ball away to Aaron. And he's going to be uh, stopped immediately there by the Bronco defense right in the interior. That's a Bronco D. Harrison uh, Yuda picking up the tackle. He's uh, one of our, our new guys out there, Jimmy. He's a freshman at 278 pounds out of Houston. He's a big old boy, too. You wear 92, you got to be a big old boy. Harrison Yuda. 
there's some guys on this uh, Hastings College squad. They might have had to order in some uh, bigger, <laughs> bigger uh, laundry for them. They've uh, they've got a lot of frame to fill out. And second down, eight yards to go. Here's Lester looking inside, tries to bounce it outside. He's going to be spilled there at the uh, 45, maybe to the uh, 44 yard line. Tackle is made in there by Tyler Palowski. He is a sophomore out of Pleasanton, Nebraska, playing uh, safety for the Broncos here for the 2020 season. And now Dakota Westland is looking at third down. He thinks this is where the Bronco defense has to be much better than a season ago. We are toward the bottom of the conference last year in opposing teams and third down conversions. He thinks has to do a lot better job defensively here if they want to have some success. It is third down, and now we got a timeout called. We've got a timeout called here by Dakota Wesleyan. So a timeout is called here with six minutes and 32 seconds to play in the first quarter. Timeout is brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They invite you in for your next timeout to enjoy food, friends, beverages, and big screens. Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill, Hastings' only true sports bar. Located across the street from the water park on West 2nd Street in Hastings. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to Bronco Football. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the water park, Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. 1230 KHAS. All right, back here at the Osmond Sports Complex. Third down, five yards to go. The ball is sitting at the Hastings College 44-yard line. Lester fakes it. Oh, he is nailed on the play. Back here at the 49-yard line. Kayante Kinney was one of the guys to get in there, but Lester is hammered, Jimmy, back here at the 49. Big, big loss and a great job by Kinney and the other folks on the left side of that line. They just broke that big front down for Dakota Westland, and Lester just had his arm up ready to throw the football downfield, and he was shellacked. And Hastings College comes up with another big stop, a loss of five, fourth down. They'll kick it from the 49-yard line. Brenton Bell is the new return man for Hastings. He stands back there at the 10-yard line. Boy, a great start for the uh, Bronco defense, a stop. And now uh, they stop him again on third down and force the punt here. Bell is going to watch this one. It's going to bounce along the ground at the 20-yard line across the 15 down to about the 13-yard line. That was uh, very close to uh, hitting a man down there for Hastings, wasn't it? Yeah, but they uh, remember last year we had so much pro- trouble in the special teams area. They even had one where uh, a punt hit a guy in the back. And, uh, and Benton, Brenton Bell is the guy that kind of the quarterback on the special teams there. And I can't remember the word, whether they yell mayday or what they uh, exactly yelled. But Coach Harp was telling us about that. And, boy, everybody just tried to get out of the road, scatter, and get away from that football. So the Broncos' second possession take over at their own 13. All right, Jesse Ulrich, who led the team on the drive uh, the first time they had the ball, will hand it away again. There's uh, Tyree Naismith again carrying the ball across the uh, 20 out to the 22-yard line. Nice game there. Good to see uh, Tyree back in the old lineup here for Hastings. He really adds something. Yeah. Well, he did, and, and he, we never even got to see him on the field. He was uh, injured his knee, tore it out in, uh, in practice. 
before the season a year ago. So the guy's just ready to get on the field. And, yeah, he looks good so far. Here's a Jesse Ulrich. He wants to throw. He does. Completes the pass out to the 29-yard line. That's a Brenton Bell making the reception there for Hastings. Brenton Bell, a junior out of San Diego. He's one of the returners from a season ago. He had 20 catches last year for 188 yards for Hastings College. First down for the Broncos. Hastings with the ball on their own 29-yard line, working left to right here in the first quarter of play. Naismith again gets the call across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. That was a quick pickup of about uh, six yards there. So Tyree having a good first quarter here for the Broncos. Also expected to see some uh, running duties today from Brent Simonson. He's been in the ball game on a couple of plays so far. Used as a uh, receiver so far. Hadn't carried the ball yet. It is second down and five yards to go. He sings with the ball on their own 34-yard line. Here's uh, Jesse Ulrich is going to hand the ball away on a uh, sweep to the far side, and that's going to be stopped immediately. That's a Kelvin Hayward, a, a freshman wide receiver, coming around and getting the handoff from a Jesse Ulrich, and that went absolutely nowhere. The Dakota Wesleyan defense was right there to bring him down. Little, if any, gain. We'll call it third down. Still about uh, four and a half yards to go. Nose of the football sitting right at the 36-yard line. Going to give him a favorable spot. I thought he was brought down somewhere around the 35 to actually put the, the marker across there. So it'll be a, a third. Actually, now they uh, they bring it back just a little bit. So third and a long three. All right, here's Ulrich. He wants to throw. He throws, and it's going to be incomplete. I right, take it to the far sideline. Benton Bell was the intended receiver over there. That one was delivered low by uh, Ulrich. Bell went down toward the turf to try to grab it, and then a bunch of Tigers jump on his back. It's an incomplete pass, and for the first time, we'll have to punt the football away. That'll be Leibolt, the other uh, return specialist for Dakota Wesleyan. He'll draw back and stand inside his 25-yard line to get this Bockle punt. Uh, he stands at his own 20-yard line. Jason waiting for the snap. He's got it about knee-high. Gets it away. Low kick. Bounces along the ground. 35-30. It's going to be picked up here deep. And coming to the sideline, he's going to be stopped in the play. Well, Meibold looked at the side judge and wanted to call. He wanted a horse collar on that tackle. But uh, good special teams play. When you get a, uh, a guy like him on the outside, you want to make sure you contain him, force him to the, the outside. They did that. So now Dakota Wesleyan will start at their own 25-yard line. So they've had a drive at their own 30, a drive at their own 46, and now a drive starting at their own 25-yard line. So far, nothing on the board for the Tigers. He sings out on top here in the first quarter. Hastings trying to break an eight-game losing streak dating back to last season. Hopefully we can get that monkey off of our back here right at the beginning of the year. Seven to nothing. Hastings has got the lead. Lester waiting. Lester is going to hand the ball away. And that's a sweep. That's going to be uh, blown up to the far side. Now we've got uh, some extracurricular activity going on out there already. The stop was made by Robert Hernandez. Hernandez making the stop there for the Bronco defense. No gain in the play. It is a second down. In fact, he may have even lost a yard, maybe two yards, as they're going to spot the football at the 23-yard line. Second down and 12 yards to go. Nice play there by Robert Hernandez, a senior out of Salinas, California. Tyler Pulaski and a uh, Dakota Wesleyan wide receiver exchanging pleasantries down there. They get them separated. So a second down here, second down and 12 for D-Dub. 
Zach Luster is going to turn, hand the ball away, straight ahead. That's Aaron taking the ball to about the 25-yard line. So they're back to the original line of scrimmage. And D-Dub now looking at third down and 10 yards to go. The Bronco defense looks very good so far in this ballgame. 35 through the air, 20 on the ground for DWU. But a much better job they've done. So a great job adjusting that first drive. They were able to make a couple of plays, uh, a couple of big plays, a matter of fact, to get down deep into Bronco territory. So D-Dub with a third and 10, ball to 25. 2-14 to play here in the opening quarter. He sings with a lead, 7-0 over Dakota Wesleyan. Man comes in motion to the near side. Lester drops back to throw under pressure, throws the ball. It's going to be caught at the 30 to the 35-yard line. That's going to be very close to a first down. We'll see. He had to give a little ground after he caught the ball. That's Chance uh, Sorensen for Dakota Wesleyan. Gave a little ground and then uh, trying to get the back to the first down stakes. And he's going to come up about a yard short. They're going to spot that football, Jimmy, at the 34. It is fourth down and one. Great job by the wide receiver and Lester being on the same page. He had double coverage. But again, the receiver just made a cut back towards the quarterback. Lester, he delivered a good ball underneath. But again, Hastings College able to bring him down at about the 34-yard line. So Dakota Wesleyan not taking any chances. They'll punt this ball away to Bell. Yeah, we're down to about 90 seconds to play here in the first quarter. There's the kick, and it's a wobbly kick. It's going to bounce at the 43-yard line. Takes a Hastings bounce up to about the 44. And that's where Hastings uh, will start their third possession of this ball game. Hastings out on top on a score of 7 to nothing. Bronco football here on a Saturday afternoon. Like Jimmy mentioned, one of three games going on in the state of Nebraska here today. Well, we look at Hastings College numbers. 53 yards on the ground. Neesmith uh, leading the way with 28 yards on seven carries. He's looked good and a touchdown. And uh, passing numbers for Ulrich, just four passes, two of four, 35 yards. He's got the offense back out on the field here with 111 left to go here in the first quarter, leading D-Dub, 7-0. All right, wide receiver split out to the uh, right side. Jesse Ulrich wants to throw, cranks it up, throws it downfield. A man is out there, and he can't make the catch. O.T. Stenhouse had double coverage. Yeah, D-Dub, I think they remember uh, Stenhouse from a season ago. Stenhouse had 53 catches last year for Hastings, 827 yards. He averaged 15.6 yards per reception and scored six touchdowns. He was supposed to be uh, gone. He was a senior last year, decided to take his uh, extra year of uh, eligibility and come back for the Broncos and Tony was more than happy to award him with a, uh, a uniform for 2020. There's a pass swung out to the far side. That's going to be overthrown. Overthrown to the far sideline. Brent Simonson into the ball game there as a uh, receiver again. They overthrow him right in front of the Tiger bench. Incomplete pass. And now here's a third down in 10. This is where Hastings has got to be better as well. And compared to uh, last year, we were not very good toward the uh, bottom of the league standings in third down efficiency on offense. Yeah, we did not like third and long. And uh, we'll see what the new offensive coordinator can dial up here. But they've got more flipping on that chart board down there. They hold the board up. Then they got the plastic numbers hanging on a, a rail there. And boy, now we got all kinds of jumping up front. They'll let the play go, but I think going to be offsides here. A pass is going to be intercepted, but it's not going to make any difference. Dakota Wesleyan was offsides by a long, long way. They had a guy already in the backfield on the snap of the ball. Yeah, surprised they didn't just blow that one dead as uh, Jesse threw that one uh, downfield. Again, Stenhouse was uh, in the area, but uh, all for not going to come back. Be the third penalty on D-Dub here in the football game. That'll be a five-yard penalty. Defense, number two. 
five-yard penalty. Still third down. Mr. Referee needs to get to Grandma's uh, dishcloth dish on his uh, microphone here to cut down on the wind noise. Yeah, a little bit of breeze coming over his shoulder out of the northwest. But, wow, sunshiny skies here at Lloyd Wilson Field. So now a much more manageable call here. Ball at the 49-yard line. Third and five for Hastings. Under a minute to play here in the first quarter. Broncos have the lead seven to nothing. Two wide receivers set up each way now for Jesse Ulrich. And now a man comes in motion to the near side. Jesse wants to throw, throws in. They weren't on the same page there. I don't know what happened, but uh, that one was thrown wide of the target. Riley Ostendorf was the intended receiver. Jesse threw that one toward the sideline, Jimmy, and Riley kind of went to down the field and cut it back to the uh, center of the field, and they misfire on that one. It's going to bring up a fourth down. Yeah, somebody was on the wrong page. Jesse uh, looks like he's got just a little bit of nerve issue right now throwing the football. He's completed two out of seven here today, but he's had some errant passes. We'll see if they can get him calmed down. We'll get uh, get him on the phones and talking to the OC upstairs. Bockle into the game. Gets a low snap. Got to hurry, but he gets it away. Leibold is back deep for Dakota Wesley. The ball bounces over his head and into the end zone. So it didn't look very good coming off with the foot of uh, Bockle, but he gets the bounces. It bounces at about the uh, 15 and bounced over the head of Leibold into the end zone. So he touched back. Turned out to be a great kick there by... Buckle, and it's going to be Dakota Wesleyan coming back out. So far, nothing on the scoreboard for the Tigers. What is this, their fourth possession of the first quarter? Yeah, fourth possession and all punts. They huddle actually, on the sidelines. No, the first possession was not a punt. They uh, were stopped on fourth down. So. They've had uh, four possessions. The possessions. This will be their fourth one right here at 39 seconds to play. And here comes the offense after meeting with the offensive coaches on the far sideline. They sprint out here, get to the line of scrimmage. Seven to nothing is the score. Hastings has got to lead. They'll send two wide receivers out to the right side. They've got one wide receiver to the left side of the formation. Lester is your quarterback. He hands the ball away. They keep the ball on the ground across the 20 out to about the 23-yard line. So a short pickup there of about to three yards. Aaron carrying the ball, a freshman from Emory, South Dakota. Getting the start here for the Tigers. Pickup of three yards on the plate, second down and seven yards to go. And now it looks like uh, both teams just uh, watching the play clock click down here. Two teams that are really wanting to put some points on the scoreboard are going to just uh, Shorten the game up here a little bit, Jimmy, and they're going to just let the uh, play clock wind down, and the uh, game clock winds down to zero, and that is the end of the first quarter of play. So we'll switch ends. Good start for Hastings College. The Broncos, their first possession of the season. They stick it in the end zone on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. Hastings has got the lead after one. It's the Broncos, seven. The Tigers, nothing. You're listening to Bronco football. I came from a big city. Nebraska's different. Nebraska is one large, small town. Independent and dedicated, Maryland is a big deal in a little town like this. Dr. Zuzak is so passionate about what he does that we just knew that we were in good hands. Like, we walked in there, and it kind of felt like you walked into just a friend's house. I like to translate things into simple, everyday language. Talking with patients about what is going to happen to them, what the disease is like, you get to know them pretty well. It wasn't just about the cancer, it was about us as a family. The people, it's kind of an amazing thing to me. I think it 
makes me proud to be a Nebraskan. The dedication, for sure. That is true Nebraskan style and the kindness. You could not be in better hands. My name is Tom Zuzeg, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. 1230 KHAS. All right, here's a pass across the middle for a D-dub. They get it to a Daniel Leibold, and Leibold finds a seam in the Bronco defense and has enough to pick up a first down. So a third down call there for uh, Dakota Westland to go right to a Leibold, or a playmaker. He picks up the first down. Now Dakota Westland has got a fresh set of downs out here at the 33-yard line, working left to right now here in the second quarter. But Hastings out on top by a score of seven to nothing. First catch by Leibold here in the football game. But one thing that Hastings has to do is take great angles on him. He has got some speed, and you don't want to let him get loose out into the secondary. Wide receivers again, left and right. Lester wants to throw, backs up. Lester throws the ball. It's going to be uh, caught, but a short gain. Sorensen, Cam Sorensen is the the receiver. And he picks up only about a yard in the play. Second down and nine yards to go, so a pass completed, but only a one-yard gain for the Tigers. Second down and nine with the ball sitting at the 34-yard line. Ball's on the far side, hash, as they shuttle some players in here. Wide receiver will split out to the uh, right side. He's the dangerous Spencer Nugenbauer, the uh, senior out of Mitchell, South Dakota. Hometown boy splitting out to the right side. Two wide receivers to the left. They keep the ball on the ground. It has to be blown up in the back. No, the ball gets so That's going to be uh, Lester. That's the second time today yeah. that Lester has uh, done that. I thought that was going to be a great defensive play there, Jimmy, because they knocked down Aaron in the backfield for about a five-yard loss, but only one problem, he didn't have the ball. Tell you what, he does carry out some great play fakes. He can put that ball on his hip and hide it away, and, yeah, he's, he's shaking us loose up here. Bronco defense able to bring down the uh, quarterback, Lester, after about a five-yard gain, going to break up third down. We'll call it three, the ball at the 40-yard line. All right, wide receivers again all over the place here for Zach Lester. He's got the ball, fakes it, now throws it, and that pass is incomplete. That pass is incomplete on a third and short situation, and Hastings will get the ball. That was uh, Jacob uh, Oxus who was out there on the uh, pattern that time for a D-dub, couldn't come up with the ball. And it is fourth down in Hastings. The defense holds again, and D-dub will have to punt the football away. Not going to take Ross Simple to Las Vegas anytime soon. He's not wanting to gamble against this Bronco defense. He's had a couple of opportunities on fourth and short. He's elected not to. So it'll be Bell dropping back. He'll stand about the own 25-yard line to field this punt. There's the uh, snap. Punter gets it away. Good pressure by the Broncos. High kick. Bell is going to watch that one bounce at the uh, 25-yard line. It's going to be down by the Tigers at about the uh, 27 or 28. Hastings will get the ball back here. Now, wait a minute. we got a penalty flag back in field. Got to go on Hastings College. Uh, Tony out there not happy with his special teams. We'll see what the officials saw. And a flag is sitting right at the uh, 35-yard line. Officials huddling at the 40 to uh, discuss the call. And our referee today is... Justin Denning, and he's going to make the call here for us. Now they're going to come over and uh, talk with Tony. Mr. Referee, we're waiting for your call here. Tony's getting an explanation, and to no surprise, he doesn't like it. I think it's going to be a first down here for uh, Dita. Personal foul, leaping the protection shield, return team, 15-yard penalty. 
automatic first down. You can't leap over the protection is field. That, is that a new COVID rule? <laughs> you can't uh, leap over the shield. You can't leap over the huh. protection shield. Well, that'll give D-Dub their fifth first down of the afternoon. Take the football into Bronco territory at the 45. That's the third penalty on Hastings. Three penalties for D-Dub in the football game. So Ross Simple's offense has another shot at things here. Broncos lead it 7-0, 12.57 left to go till halftime. And we'll see what they dial up here. They got trips out to the right side. One lone receiver off to the far side of the field. Again, Lester waiting for the snap here. The running back just to his right side. Lester with the ball. He fires it up, and it's going to be overthrown. That receiver had a couple of steps on the DB for Hastings. Chance Sorensen. Sorensen was the receiver. Darius Stewart was the guy back in coverage for Hastings. He... He got burned back there. That pass is on the money. That would have been six points. Yep, that was six. He got loose. They'll probably go back to that play again. They bring Stewart out and bring a new guy in over on that far side. He'll stand about at the numbers in front of the D-Dub team. Bring up second down and ten. They'll have a couple of receivers over here to the right side. And again, one off to the left side. It'll be the running back, Aaron, right off the left hip of Lester. Dixon is in for a Stewart at the right quarterback spot. They go right to work against him, and the pass is incomplete. Yeah, they see uh, Dixon coming to the ball game for Stewart, and what they do, they go right back to work on that guy with Sorensen on a little slant across the middle. Dixon jars the ball loose. It's now going to bring up a third down and ten situation. Third and ten. Hastings has got the lead here in the second quarter, seven to nothing. Broncos have the lead over the Tigers. And that was a sure-handed Dugenbauer that dropped that one. I think he was uh, looking towards the goal line on the slant pattern about the 35-yard line, but simply takes his eyes off of it, drops it third down and long here for Hastings. Another big third down situation for the Bronco defense. Zach Lester, wide receivers left and right. Lester with the ball, backs up, got time, throws it to the far side. It's going to be caught over there. Sorensen grabs it right on the sidelines at the 35-yard line. That's going to be right at the first down stakes. But hold on. Another penalty flag. Penalty. This probably going to be in the area of a hold. It was the uh, line judge over here on the near side, and that's going to be the case. So all for naught, about a 12-yard gain. You mean George Finlay, he threw the flag? Yes, he did. Little foul. Shot block. Number 76 and number two of the offense. 15-yard penalty. Still third down. Well, it should be a 30-yard penalty if two of them did. Yeah, a chop block. Two guys on Dakota Wesleyan's offense. It's dirty pool. A little chop block there. It's going to cost them 15 yards, and... More importantly, going to give up that reception because that was right at the first down stakes down here at the 35-yard line. Now it's third down and 25 yards to go for the Tigers. They are backed up down to their own 40-yard line. So third down and long here for the Tigers. Man goes in motion to the far side. That's uh, Nugenbauer. Nugenbauer now out on the pattern. Here's a pass downfield. The man is wide open. What happened there? That's going to go for a touchdown. Sorensen grabs the ball. Oh, my. What happened? What happened on defense? That guy was 25 yards behind the defensive secondary for Hastings, and it's a touchdown for the Tigers. Yeah, just simply run by the coverage. A couple of defenders on that far side of the field, but they look at each other after the play happened. It's too late by then. Sorensen was wide open. There wasn't anybody within 15 to 20 yards of him. And again, the quarterback, Lester, throws his first touchdown 
of the season, and D-Dub is a kick away from tying this thing up. Huge breakdown defensively. Ball is down. The kick goes up there, and the kick is going to be good. So a defensive breakdown for Hastings on a third and long situation. And to go to Wesleyan is uh, got this baby tied up. 12 minutes and 24 seconds to play as we hold uh, a schooling session here on the near sideline for the Bronco D. 12 minutes and 24 seconds to play in the second quarter. Hastings 7, Dakota Wesleyan 7. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student athletes. 1230 KHAS. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Lloyd Wilson Field. Adris Dixon, a sophomore out of Houston, I assume, was the guy who got burnt there because Tony was right in his uh, ear as he came off of the field. A 60-yard touchdown pass on third and long. Lester to uh, Chance Sorensen, and this game is tied up at seven points apiece. It really confuses you when uh, you're a defensive back back there and you're watching from up here in the stands how a guy in a solid white uniform can blaze right by you. I don't know what you're looking for. Obviously, he thought the deep man, the safety, was going to pick him up. But the safety was over here on this side of the field. So, again, a, a complete defensive breakdown. And just that fast, we've got a tie ball game. Now Coach is not done. He's coming right back over to the defense again and not happy. Well, Dixon was in for uh, Stewart, who came out uh, on that possession as well. So Dixon was a guy that they brought in. And Dakota Westland were right to work on him. And, boy, they hit Pater on a 60-yard touchdown pass to tie up this ball game seven points apiece. And now the Tigers having some problems. I think the wind has uh, picked up a little bit since this ball game started. The wind is blowing the ball off of the tee. It was out of the northwest at kickoff time, they tell us, at 13 miles per hour. Maybe it's picked up a little bit here. Blows the ball off of the tee. So it's a 7-7 seven seven ball game. The Tigers will hold the ball on the tee, and we're into the football now. End over end kick. Bell is going to grab the ball back here at the 5-10. Hesitates at the 15. He's to the 20. And he's still on his feet, 25, out to the 26-yard line. So a good return there by Bell. Brings the ball into the 26. Hastings will have the ball. And we work right to left here in quarter number two. Broncos scoring their first possession in the ball game today on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. And then Dakota Wesleyan ties it up on that last possession on a uh, broken defensive Alignment there for the Broncos, and we're tied up at seven points apiece. Hastings now going back to work. Jesse Ulrich has got wide receivers left and right. Jesse turns and gives the ball away. Naismith has got the ball angling to the left side. Out beyond the numbers, 25 out to the 27-yard line. Brought down on the play there by the Tigers. That's a Grieve coming over here to make the stop for Dakota Wesleyan. That was a pickup of about four yards in a play. Second down, six yards to go. Broncos already up to the line of scrimmage here. Wide receiver splits out to the right side. That's a Stenhouse for Hastings. Wide receiver splitting to the left side as well. The back in the backfield here beside Jesse Allrich. There's a flea flicker now. It's going to be a pass down the field. 
Austin Dorf is out there, and Austin Dorf cannot make the catch at the 40-yard line. So a flea flicker there. They hand the ball away to uh, Naismith, who flips the ball back to Ulrich, and he throws the ball downfield, and it's an incomplete pass. They had uh, Riley Austin Dorf pretty well uh, covered on that play. Yeah, Coach, uh, right in the grill of the uh, the headline judge, wanting to know why there wasn't a penalty flag called there. A little bit of connect, of contact downfield on Ostendorf, but to no effect. Going to bring up a third down. We'll call it third and seven. Ball at the 28. Hastings offensively hasn't done much since that first drive. 11.36 to play here in the first half. Ulrich again winds up, throws the ball downfield. The ball's going to be caught. Stenhouse with it down at the 30-yard line. Kioti Stenhouse. Senior out of California makes the reception. A big play for the Bronco offense. That's kind of what we lacked uh, as well last season, Jimmy, the, the big play down the field. What a great job by Jesse. He had a lot of heat coming right in his grill, and he was able to deliver that, and then he got smoked. But a 41-yard pass and catch all the way down to Tiger, 32-yard line. All right, here's a running play. That's going to be a Naismith again. He breaks a couple of tackles across the 30-25, close to the 20-yard line. Great run there. By Tyree. Hastings on the move. That's going to be another first down for the Broncos as they take it down to the 22-yard line. 11.08 to play in the second quarter. 7-7. Hastings and Dakota Wesley in this afternoon. We talk about Simonson and Neesmith back there. A couple of talented running backs. They got a great, talented running back coach this year. A guy from the past, Pat McCauley, joins back in with the Hastings College staff. Here's uh, Ulrich again. He fakes the ball, rolls to his left, sets and fires the ball into the end zone. The ball is going to be caught. Did he stay in bounds? The officials say, yes, a touchdown, Hastings. That's Quinton Sinek, a Hastings high product, Jimmy. Quinton Sinek makes the reception, keeps his feet in bounds. Take a look at this. They show us a replay up here in the booth. That was a nice grab there by Quinton Sinek, the former Hastings high tiger. And it's a 13-7 ball game. Well, he's got to have some airtime. His brother's really killing it right now in high school football, the quarterback for the Tigers. 21-yard pass and catch to Cynic. Broncos go back on top. All right, here's a Bronco back into the ball game for the PAT. Ball is down, kick is up, and a kick is through the pipes. It is good. So he thinks responds after Dakota Wesleyan gets on the board. 10 minutes and 42 seconds to play. Here in the second quarter, we'll take a break with a score. He sings 14, Dakota Wesleyan 7. The gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu, then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students. 1230 K-H-A-S. Mike Will, Jimmy Purcell back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. A 2020 uh, season opener here between Hastings and Dakota Wesley. And Hastings with a lead. The score is 14-7. That's what you like to see, Jimmy, after you give up a play 
defensively, the offense gets back into the field and uh, shakes it off, and they take the ball right downfield, five plays and 76 yards. Well, the thing that we already see out of Hastings College, which is going to make them very explosive, is they've got the quarterback in there that's not afraid to take a hit, throw it downfield. They've got a talented group of receivers, as we have just seen, with Stenhouse and now Sinek making a catch, and a couple of good running backs. going to be tough to defend against this Bronco offense. Now we see the win. Look at that kick by Bockle. And called for a fair catch at around the 20-yard line. But, boy, you can really see the wind out of the northwest hold that football up. Boy, you can see it. Yeah, it's really gusting in the flag area. Yeah, you, you can see it as the winds are really uh, outstretched in the uh, north end zone right now. So winds have definitely uh, picked up here since uh, we started the ball game at uh, 1 o'clock. We can try to get you some into the first quarter stats. We're already about midway through, but they're brought to you by the Hastings College Foundation. Now you can target any size gift to Hastings College with Bronco Boost. Go to Hastings.edu for more information. For Dakota Wesleyan, through that uh, first quarter, they had 66 total yards, 22 on the ground and 44 passing. For Hastings College, they had an even 100, 66 on the ground, 34 through the air. They've added to those totals. We'll get you halftime numbers and a whole lot more at the end of this 10:36, but Hastings now back on top, 14 to seven. Dakota Wesleyan looking to take the snap here from the 25-yard line. Now we've got some communication with the head line judge and the receiver. Now what do we got going on? Well, they're going to switch the ball to the other, other hash. hash mark. They had it over there, then they moved it to the right hash, and now they're moving it back to the left hash. That's where the the kick went to the, uh, the, far, side. the far side. So you put it up on the left side hash mark. All right, Lester is uh, back out here, slaps his hands. He's got the ball. He backs up. He's got time. He throws it across the middle. It's going to be picked off, picked off by the Broncos at the 25 and run out of bounds. Great play there by the defensive back for Hastings. Jumped the pass route. There was good pressure coming from the backside. Lester could feel it, and he forced the ball in there. The pattern got jumped and picked off. First interception for this defense this season. Max Rupert. Out of Highlands Ranch, Colorado picks up the first interception of the season for Hastings College. So the Bronco D, after they gave up one in the preceding possession, Jimmy, they come right back and make a big, big play. Hastings with the ball now at the Dakota Wesleyan 23-yard line. So let's see if we can take advantage of this. Naismith has got it. He bounces off of one defender and moves the stack. The ball comes loose. Dakota Wesleyan has got the ball coming back the other way, and they blow it dead. Boy, Ross Semple is not happy about that one. As Neesmith was fighting for additional yards, we might be able to see a replay here on our monitor. Well, I tell you what, it's going to be tough to get replays and a lot of stuff in with this Hastings College pace. They are up the line of scrimmage already, ready to make the call. They'll give him one on the gain, second down and nine here. Not going to probably see a replay. Second down for Hastings with the ball down here as they approach the red zone, trying to take advantage of a, uh, a turnover, an interception, the first turnover of the ball game here. Hastings with the ball down here. Wide receivers left and right. They fake the ball. Jesse's going to run it for Hastings, and he is going to be blasted here at the, the 20-yard line. Falls forward to about the 18. Now some pushing and shoving down there between a couple of players. Yeah, it's still early, boys. It's still early. We're only in the second quarter. Well, we've seen a little uh, altercation in the uh, secondary back in the uh, towards the latter stages of the first quarter, and and uh, it's heated. Hastings got a lot of a lot of fire today. We see Senate coming back into the game. Austin Dorf will be off to the left side. 
Neesmith will be off the left hip of Ulrich here on this third down and seven call. Well, Dakota Wesleyan has had her number the past couple of years. They've won six out of the last seven games with the Broncos in this this series. There's a pass across the middle. It's going to be caught there. Did he hang on to the officials? Wedding? That's Austin Dorf with a nice catch at about the 11-yard line. He had a couple of guys draped all over him, Jimmy. Austin Dorf cradles that ball down toward the turf, and he hauls it in. That's going to be a first down for the Broncos. Eighth first down today for Hastings College. A great pass there by Ulrich. He rifled that in very low down around the knees of Ostendorf, and he had to go down to the turf to scoop that off of there, but he did. We'll give him eight on the pass and catch ball at the 18-yard line, actually the 12-yard line now for Hastings. All right, two wide receivers, Austin Dorse and uh, Stenhouse split out to the right side to keep the ball on the ground. That's going to be uh, Naismith again carrying the ball. He's got uh, most of the load here for the Broncos in this ball game today down to the eight-yard line. I was just uh, noticing the guy who is uh, carrying the pole, he's got the pole assignment here on the sideline is Nick Moss. A sophomore quarterback out of Aurora, Colorado. He's the guy who's got the uh, the pole in hand that they, they hold up to signal in the play. It's pretty heavy. He's got to be in pretty good <laughs> shape, uh, not, to, not to mention being a backup quarterback and all, but they signal the play in here. Gain of about three by Neesmith. Here's, uh, it's going to be Neesmith getting the ball, and he takes it into the end zone. A lot of a candy there, Jimmy, as they had men in motion, and they were faking the ball, but that was a... A simple handoff to Naismith, and he takes the ball into the end zone for the score. Hastings is out on top, 20-7. to Welcome back to live football action, Tyree Nesmith. He has had a great game so far, 12 carries, 56 yards unofficially, and a couple of touchdowns. That one there, a very gifted nine-yard stutter-stepping, side-to-side move-and-run by Nesmith, and Bockel into the game. He'll pound that baby through the pipe. So Hastings taking advantage of a turnover. That's one thing we didn't see last year was Hastings, when they would get a turnover deep in the opponent's territory, not taking advantage of it. They do there. All right, 7.52 to play here in the first half. I like what we see. Broncos with a lead here over Dakota Wesleyan. Hastings 21, Dakota Wesleyan 7. You're listening to Bronco Football. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. 1230 KHAS. All right, Hastings College with the advantage here over Dakota Wesley, and the score is 21 to 7. Hastings with the lead. Again, the other games going on in the conference today. There's only one afternoon game other than ours. Dort is playing at Midland. Dakota Wesley in here against Hastings. Concordia will play at Doan tonight at 6. And then a big one right out of the shoot. Jimmy Northwestern playing at Morningside. That'll be a 7 o'clock ball game. Tonight up in uh, Sioux City. Congratulations, Red Raiders. You get the two-time defending national champion right out of the gate. Should be a good game in uh, Sioux City. Here's the uh, kickoff. It's going to be returned here across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. That's Leibold bringing the ball back again for uh, D-Dub. So he sings with the lead, taking advantage of a an interception to get it into the end zone. 21-7 to is the score now. Hastings with a lead over the Tigers of Dakota Wesley and the team from Mitchell, South Dakota, coming in here today. So Dakota Wesleyan coming out of the field here. The line of scrimmage is going to be the 
33-yard line. Coming up at halftime, we'll check all the numbers for you. Hope to have a visit with Hastings College Athletic Director B.J. Pumroy. Plus, we'll check scores across the nation in college football, so stay with us at the break. There's a handoff, and the Bronco defense has got that baby smothered. Aaron again, the uh, ball carrier. But Hastings right there on the defense. Broncos making the stop. That's a Pulowski and a, a lot of helpers. Titus Clay was over there for Hastings as well. A pickup of two yards on the play. Going to bring up a second down. Second down and eight yards to go now. Seven carries, 29 yards for Aaron. He has got the basically the full load of uh, running plays here. Lester is not afraid to tuck and run it as well. Lester will have Aaron off the right side. They're going to hand the ball away to Aaron as he stumbles his way across the 40 out to about the 42-yard line. Iran Jones coming up from his safety spot to make the stop there for the Broncos, a five foot nine, 188-pound junior out of Kansas City. So here's another third down situation for the Tigers. Third down, about three yards to go. The ball is sitting at the 41-yard line. That's the Dakota Wesleyan 33 or 43. Wide receivers split out to the left and right. Actually, the 40. Two-yard lines where they got the ball spotted. Got to take it to the 43 for the first down. Lester has got the ball. He hands it away. Nope, he's going to take the ball. Lester tries to get to the first down stakes. He slips a tackler. He gets it up to about the 43. He didn't get there. Finally tackled on the play there by Chance Bolin of Hastings. We'll see what spot they give him here. They give him only the 42-yard line. So now they're looking at fourth down. Actually, yeah, fourth down and a yard. Ball is at the 42 of Dakota Wesley, and we'll see what Ross wants to do here. Defense did a great job submarining in on the uh, the running back, Aaron. He has got, the again, the workload. And then Lester tucks it and tries to go around the right side, but came down with his knee at about the 42-yard line, and that's right where they got it spotted. They've got to go to the 43 to get it. They're going to go for it. To, they're going to try to get Hastings to jump. And now they're going to call a timeout as the play clock is uh, winding down. They'll call the uh, timeout here. This timeout is brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They invite you in for your next timeout to enjoy food, friends, beverages, and big screens. Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Hastings' only true sports bar located across the street from the water park on West 2nd and Hastings. 5.26 to play here in the second quarter. Hastings 21, Dakota Wesleyan 7. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye family thanks you for your continued support 1230 khas mike will jimmy purcell back here in hastings at the osborne sports complex hastings with a lead 21 to 7 it is fourth down and a yard the ball is at the 42 and a half yard line for dakota wesleyan ross simple gonna roll the dice here and go for it in his own territory they fake the ball Here's Lester. Oh, he has hit at the 40-yard line. He did not get there. What a play by the Bronco defense. That was a big, big hit. That was coming from the uh, outside linebacker. That was Max Rupert, the guy out of Highland Ranch, 
Colorado come flying in there. It looked like Lester was going to get around the corner, and Lester took a huge shot right at the line of scrimmage. Bronco defense comes up with another big stop. 5.20 left to go to halftime. Broncos lead at 21-7, and this high-powered offense back on the field again. All right, so he sings with a... That's their second, fourth down stop, Jimmy, here in the uh, first half. Now Hastings will take over at the uh, 41-yard line of Dakota Wesley and play action pass. Jesse wants to throw the ball. He is hit, and down he goes. Jesse, just as he got ready to uh, unload the ball downfield, he is hit there by uh, Dakota Wesley. A nice play by the uh, Tigers on defense. That was a Cody Reichelt. He's the guy from uh, last year that caused a, a lot of commotion for the Tigers. He had 84 stops a season ago, 15 tackles for loss, three sacks, three interceptions, and a fumble recovery. And he makes his presence known right yeah. there, a big loss. Tell you what, back-to-back big hits on the quarterback. Again, Jesse's a tough kid. He got smoked over there at about the midfield stripe. So it'll be a second down and long here for Hastings. Arik wants to throw the ball. He does. It's going to be caught here by our H-back across the 45, still on his feet to the 40, down to the 38-yard line. Luke Fairbanks. That's the kid out of Bishop Newman. He's used to winning. Yeah, he's a sophomore from uh, Bishop Newman. Yes, he is. That was a tough, tough catch and run. He was hit right after he turned around and started running with it. Broke out of that one. Had to take a couple other guys on. Picks up 10. So it brings up a third down and much more manageable down here. Third and seven. Ball at the 38. Approaching four minutes to go here in the second quarter. He sings with a lead. 21 to 7 is the score. Jesse Ulrich with the ball, sprints out right side, holds it, holds it, out throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. Incomplete pass. And now we got a uh, penalty flag down. I think going to be offsides on D-Dub on the uh, left side of the defensive front. Brenton Bell was the intended receiver there for Hastings College, but we got a penalty flag down. It's been a penalty-filled first half of play here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Now they're going to go over and talk with uh, Ross Simple, the head coach for Dakota Wesleyan on the far sideline. Maybe not. Somebody on Hastings might have moved here. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna push Hastings back here. Three minutes and forty nine seconds to go. Offense. More than four players in the backfield. That penalty is declined. Fourth down. That's the second time today. Second time today we've had that penalty. So somebody's not getting lined up right. Somebody not getting lined up right. Second time today we've had that penalty. So it's gonna be the penalty is going to be declined. That's going to force a, a fourth down. It's going to force a punt here from Baco as he's back into the ball game. 21-7. He sings with a lead with 3.49 to play here in quarter number two. Libel drops back deep for DW. He'll stand at the near side hash about the 10-yard line. And uh, Bockel will stand at about the 47-yard line to, to get this punt off. Waiting for the snap. Bockel has got it. Here comes the pressure. Bockel gets into it. Leibold comes up. Signals for the fair catch. He's not going to get there. Ball is going to bounce along the ground. It's going to be downed at the one-yard line. Great job on special teams. Great job getting down there very quickly. Several Broncos in crimson jerseys letting that ball bounce across the the five-yard line down along the turf. They scoop it up at the one. So they've got 99 yards to go to pay dirt. 339 left to do that before halftime. But Hastings College out in front, 21 to nothing. So a good start for Hastings here today. They took their opening possession for a touchdown after making a fourth down stop on D-Dub on their opening possession. The only breakdown for Hastings was a defensive breakdown that allowed a 60-yard touchdown pass for Dakota Wesleyan. 
But Hastings has come back with a couple of touchdowns since then, and the Broncos have a 21-7 advantage. Now Lester is going to stand in the end zone here. Line of scrimmage is the one-yard line. They just go straight ahead. That's uh, Aaron with the ball. Aaron's going to move the ball to about the, the two. A pickup of one yard in the play. Obviously, the Tigers don't want to make a mistake down here, Jimmy, because we're sitting just outside the goal line. Well, and you definitely, on the defensive side of things, don't want to have a breakdown on coverage as well. A lot of real estate out here uh, to the south end of the field, so you want to be, make sure that uh, your secondary is on the same page. You would be uh, too surprised to see Lester try to take a shot downfield. I'm glad I've got these high-powered binoculars. They're a long way down there. Lester waiting for the snap. He's got the ball. He hands it away. That's going to be Aaron again, and Aaron is going to be stacked up as he gets the ball. Basically back to the line of scrimmage at the uh, two-yard line. Tackle is made in there by Chance Bolin and others for the Hastings defense. That was a pickup. They're going to give him one yard, so two running plays. They have moved the ball from about the one-and-a-half-yard line out to about the, the four. But that's going to bring up a third down. The Hastings may take some timeouts. Here we've got uh, three timeouts left. Broncos can... Hold on this play here. Then they would burn the timeout to save some clock and hopefully uh, get good field position after the punt. Lester standing in the end zone, fakes the ball, now throws it. It's going to be incomplete. Incomplete. They wanted a uh, pass interference call. They don't get it. They're going to Aaron coming out of the backfield. Hastings was right there defensively. That's an incomplete pass. That's that's better yet, Jimmy, because an incomplete pass now stops the clock. Hastings don't have to burn that timeout. So now we're going to get the ball back. We're going to get good field position. we still got two minutes and 17 seconds to play here in the second quarter. Yeah, Terrell on coverage there made a great timing move, come in there and knock the ball out of the receiver's hands. And another big defensive stand. 116 yards for Dakota Wesleyan through the air. 60 of those on one play. And then the Bronco rush defense, 39 is all Dakota Wesleyan's got up. And the heels of the punter on the chalk. Tate Gale is going to get the ball away. Bell is going to grab the ball at the 42, back to the 40, 35, look out, 30. He's at the 25, he's at the 20, near sideline, 15, 10, and Bell is uh, thrown out of bounds down there at about the five-yard line. Ripped out of bounds there. One of the big uh, linemen up front, the protection guys, I think he come away with a bad shoulder. He'll trot off the field. Bell, not a very big cat, but, boy, he's got some speed. He took it at about the 40. Two-yard line, takes it all the way down inside the 10-yard line. Now Hastings looking at point-blank range to add on to this 21-7 to lead. What a return there by Bell. This is a team that beat us in the final game of the 2019 season up in Mitchell. They beat us by a score of 30-7. to Now starting off the 2020 season here in Hastings. Jesse Ulrich with the ball is going to give it away to Naismith. He follows a blocker and takes the ball into the end zone for the touchdown. Three touchdowns in this first half for Tyree Nesmith. That one there coming from eight yards out. He's got a two-yarder and a nine-yarder. His totals right now unofficially 13 carries now and 54 yards. And again, a tough run. He was met at about the five-yard line, bounced off a would-be tackler and takes it into the end zone. Offense looking very good today for their new coordinator, John Grindy. All right, here's the extra point. It is up there. It is good. Other than the uh, defensive breakdown of that one play, Jimmy, this is about as well as the Broncos have played in a long, long time. Yeah, I'd agree. 154 to play here in the first half. We'll take a break with a score. Hastings 28 and Dakota Wesleyan 7. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. 
York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. 1230 KHAS. Bronco football today here on 1230 KHAS and also online at HastingsLink.com as well as the Hastings College uh, streaming services here today. Bronco football brought to you in part by Five Points Bank, Mary Lanning Healthcare, Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill, Family Medical Center of Hastings, Hastings College, by the Hastings College Foundation, and by Rutz Heating and Air. 28-7 Broncos have got the lead here in the second quarter, taking advantage of a defensive stop again, forcing a putt deep in their own territory. Hastings with a nice return, and they stuff it in the end zone as a Tyree Naismith takes it into the end zone. There's another kickoff that the wind is going to have something to do with that one as it angles off to the far sideline out of bounds. The end result is not bad. It goes out of bounds, Jimmy, but the, the wind definitely held that one up here off of the foot of uh, Buckle. Dakota Wesleyan will have the ball as the ball is out of bounds. Number 14, kicking team. The ball is placed at the 35-yard line. First down. Uh, because the ball went out of bounds, they'll place it at the 35, which is still uh, not bad. And you got those uh, dangerous return guys back there for the Tigers. Be the ninth possession for DW here this afternoon. Again, we talked about their offensive numbers. 39 yards on the ground is all they've been able to put up, 116 through the air. But again, 60 of those were on that defensive breakdown by Hastings College to allow that touchdown. The only one on the board for D-Dub here today. So take over at their 35-yard line. Just a minute 54 left to go here till half. All right, we'll see if uh, the Tigers elect to go after this on this uh, possession. Lester wants to throw. He backs up. He throws the ball on the far side. That's going to be caught and out of bounds. Spencer Dugenbauer making the uh, reception there. The senior out of uh, Mitchell, South Dakota. We pretty well uh, kept him in check so far today. He's a very dangerous wide receiver for Dakota Wesleyan. 17 yards on the pass and catch. That gives him 27 on two catches as he gets the ball just across midfield, 48-yard line. Now we've got uh, play stopped here by the Whitecap. All right, what do they spot here? Please reset the game clock to one minute, 49 seconds. All right, we're going to reset the game clock. Chalk on uh, eight more seconds there. It's the first game. Mr. Clock Operator might be a little bit out of practice today. All right, first down and 10 here for Dakota Wesleyan. They got the ball at the Hastings 48-yard line. Man comes in motion to the near side for the Tigers. There's a Lester, backs up under pressure, sets up a little screen, and oh, there's another big hit by the Broncos. That was uh, Carlo Terrell again. Second consecutive series that Terrell has made a, uh, a big-time hit. And now what do we got? Uh, oh, how, the clock is running. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still running. We're trying to get the halftime a little bit quicker. I'll tell you what, what a big, big shot. Timing the route very, very well. He's got to be careful, though. He gets up showboat, and they'll, uh, they'll nail him on a flag. Now they're... We got timeout, I think. Yeah, going to get the clock reset here. We got a uh, timeout. Dakota Wesleyan is going to burn one here. Brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Hastings' only true sports bar. Located across the street from the water park on West 2nd Street in Hastings. We'll take a break. 1.39 to play here in the second quarter. Hastings 28, Dakota Wesleyan 7. 
Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family. Thanks you for your continued 1230 support. 1230 KHAS. All right, back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. He sings with the lead, 28-7 over Dakota Wesleyan. Tigers on a second down at 11. They run the ball there with Aaron. Aaron across the 45, down to the 44-yard line. Baxton Terry with the uh, stop there for Hastings. The product down of uh, McCook. It's going to bring up a third down, down third down, and seven yards to go. To go to Wesleyan in Bronco territory. Here's a Lester, wants to throw the ball, gives ground, now throws it into the Bronco bench. Throws the ball into the Bronco bench. But again, uh, you got to credit the, the pressure that the, the defense is putting on uh, Lester here this afternoon. He wanted to take the ball downfield. Nothing there. He's doing it in the Bronco bench, and that's going to force another putt here for the Tigers. I tell you what, there's only one other coach down there right now more animated than head coach Tony Harper. That's uh, Coach Valentine, defensive line coach, and he's a lot of body to be getting excited, but he should be. His boys are playing a great game, starting to put a lot of pressure on Lester, and uh, that was Kante Kenny getting in there, putting a lot of pressure on Lester, and he throws the ball away. Bell stand at his 10 to field this punt. And it goes... High of the air, Bell comes up. He makes the fair catch at about the 13-yard line. So that's where Hastings will get the ball here now with 59 seconds to play in the second quarter. Hastings out on top by a score of 28-7. to The Broncos have scored uh, three times so far in the second quarter after opening up uh, the ball game in their first possession of the season on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. We've come back with three touchdowns. Here in the second quarter. So here comes the uh, Bronco offense back out there. Jesse Ulrich from uh, Ord, Nebraska. Our quarterback for the uh, 2020 season brings the offense back out. Nesmith again going to get uh, the call. He just bowls over a man and picks up a first down. He uh, was met there by the Tigers at about the 23. He just puts his head down and uh, drives that defender across the 25 out to about the 27-yard line. That's going to be enough for a first down, and now the Broncos will burn a timeout here. Timeout brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill, Hastings' only true sports bar, located across the street from the water park on West 2nd in Hastings. 52 seconds to play, second quarter, Hastings 28, Dakota Wesleyan 7. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. 1230 KHAS. Back here at Lloyd Wilson Field in Hastings today, 28 to 7. The Broncos have the lead over Dakota Wesley. And Hastings with the ball. There's only 52 seconds to play. 
here in quarter number two. Hastings with the wall in their own territory at the 25-yard line. They had it away again in Nesbitt. This time he's going to be wrapped up and thrown down to the turf here at about the uh, 26-yard line. Tackle is made in there by the uh, Tigers after a pickup of about a yard in the play. So now it's second down and nine yards to go. Clock is down to 35 seconds to go. Play is being signaled in here off of the uh, near sideline. And now a little confusion. I think the Broncos are just going to sit on it here. Yeah. They're in that uh, little formation as we're going to just take a snap and get into the locker room with a lead here at halftime. As uh, Ulrich will be under center here, and he'll take a knee, and that's going to be all she wrote here in the first half of play. But I think a very good first half for uh, Hastings College here this afternoon. They have got a 28-7 lead over the Tigers of Dakota Wesleyan in the uh, season opener. Halftime show coming up. We'll get you all the stats, get you the scoring. Have uh, a visit with Hastings College Athletic Director B.J. Pumroy. We'll check scores from across the, the nation in college football. All that is coming up on the halftime show. You're listening to Bronco Football. I like small towns. This is home to me. I can't imagine being anywhere else. There's a sense of of camaraderie, helping whenever you can. We are more caring because of that, because, you know, we want to do the best for our neighbors and our friends. When you hear that you have metastatic breast cancer, you get knocked down, and either you stay down or you pick yourself up and you keep going. We are Nebraskans and we are ultimately a family. It goes from there. Carlene is one of those that says, just do it. And who will talk and who will joke with you and who will uh, cry with you. One of the things that I truly love about Mary Lanning is that we are an independent hospital. We don't have somebody out in California telling us how to run our hospital. At Mary Lanning, we can make things happen. I'm Carlene Springer, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. Five Points Bank of Hastings, safe, strong, and growing. Back in September of 2000, we opened for business at 4th and St. Joe with a staff of five. Now we have three banking locations, over 45 employees, and have grown to become the largest locally owned bank in Hastings. Since our opening, we've listened to you and responded by providing high-quality customer service, new banking technology, and provided support to many community organizations. We appreciate your support and look forward to continuing as the better bank in Hastings. The Halftime Show is brought to you by the Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for health care since 1963 at 1021 West 14th Street in Hastings. I'm back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Hastings College has got the lead over Dakota Wesley, and the score is 28-7, about a the best of a, a half of football that uh, Tony could expect here in the season opener. Yeah, I think the blood pressure got uh, high there on one play when they had a breakdown in the secondary. But as far as that goes, I tell you what, uh, we've, we've been doing this a long time, and you, you made a good statement. This is probably the best we've seen Hastings in a half of football in a long, long time. Everything is really uh, uh, playing out very well. The defensive line and the secondary playing for the most part very good. And the offensive line, they're doing a great job getting Nesmith the, uh, the open holes. Jesse, I think he's managing the football game very well, but all things look real good right now. Hastings has got the advantage over the Tigers by a score of 28-7. to We'll wait for the 
official numbers coming up, but Hastings uh, putting together a pretty good half offensively. Yeah, they have. Uh, I've got them down for 11 first downs, and D-Dub only five first downs. And uh, penalties have been a problem, but you expect to see that in the first game, and that's the first game for both these teams back. Five penalties for Hastings, four penalties for D-Dub. But again, uh, Jesse's doing a great job managing the game. And, and our defense, we're, we've got our hands full with Leibolt and Nugenbauer, and we've been able to shut them down for the most part. Uh, Nugenbauer with a big kickoff return to start the game out. But uh, since then, we've done a much better job managing uh, his speed and talent out on the field. Hastings made a defensive stand on their first possession of the ball game. Uh, he got the ball for their offense, and Hastings on their first possession offensively, 10 plays, 75 yards. Larry Naismith takes it in from two yards out to cap off the drive. Hastings had to lead 7-0 in the first quarter. Then in the second quarter, Zach Luster found a chance Sorensen behind the Bronco defense on a defensive uh, breakdown there through a 60-yard touchdown pass to tie up the ball game at seven points apiece. But Hastings comes right back on uh, their next series, goes five plays, 76 yards. Yolrick throwing a touchdown pass of 21 yards to former Hastings high product Quinton Sinek as he grabs the ball in the end zone to make it a 14-7 ball game. The defense gets an interception on the next series. Hastings had the ball in great uh, field position at the 23. Five plays later, Naismith takes it into the end zone for the score to make it 21-7. Tyree wasn't done yet after a nice punt return for Hastings. This time he takes it in from eight yards out. And Hastings with the advantage here at the break, 28-7. Well, I think one thing we've seen out of Hastings last year and the year before, we've, we've seen it for a long time, not taking advantage when you've got short fields. Hastings has done that here today. They've taken full advantage of the stops. They've come up with an interception. Again, they have taken care of business. They've done so so far so good here in this football game as they lead 28-7. to But uh, the hometown crowd, very happy here on a sunny day at Lloyd Wilson Field. All right, we'll get you some stats. We'll get you some scores from around the nation. We'll take a break. We'll come back and chat with Hastings College Athletic Director B.J. Pumroy as our halftime show continues after this. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. I'm back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Hastings College with a lead over Dakota Wesley, and the score is 21-7. And excited to have a B.J. Pumroy, the athletic director at Hastings College, into the booth to start off the season. B.J., good to see you again, my man. Mike, it's great to be back here. Just great to see us playing again and seeing a great crowd and obviously a first half of success on the field, too. Um, it's really great to see things going this way so far. Yeah, the Broncos, a uh, pretty good first half of football there. You've seen the, the scrimmages, and you've been around uh, the Bronco uh, football team all preseason long. There's a lot of optimism on this team for this season. Absolutely. I, Mike, we you know we know we didn't finish the year well last year, and, and to me, it's something telling. You're playing the same team to start the year you finished the year with last year. And with everything fresh and new, you figure you know both teams should be improved after the seasons they had. And we're coming out and in the first half, dominating play, dominating stats, and dominating energy so far. Talk about uh, the offseason. This has been anything but easy oh, as right. you for an athletic director and for us as, as a conference. 
Mike, we spent a ton of time planning and planning and planning and making options and what might be and what might not be, but never once did we give up and saying this isn't going to happen. Now, we recognize that things we can't control could change things. We know Jamestown in our conference isn't playing this weekend uh, because of issues that they're having on their campus. I looked at the neighboring leagues, the Heart of America and KCAC. They both have some teams not playing. You even look at major college football, Memphis and Houston's not happening. So we, we want to do all we can and feel like we've done all we can to put us in a position to continue to practice and compete and to see that followed through. And, you know, we've made the announcements, wear your masks, even if you don't believe in it, doggone it, wear your mask. Sit further enough apart, don't wreck the caution tape, and hopefully on Monday we can tear it all down out here at the field. Um, but we're doing what we can. In the offseason, like I said, we did so much planning, and but we always had that Midwestern spirit of, we're going to find a way to get through this rather than just throwing up our hands and saying there's a million reasons why we can't do things. We took the position, we're going to figure out how to do this, not only at Hastings College, but throughout the GPAC as well. I know what a lot of people are thinking, and a lot of people have told me uh, this. Why are we playing, and why is a, like a conference like uh, the Big Ten decided not to play, and uh, littler schools like uh, we have in the GPAC and uh, things are, are playing, and I really don't have an answer for that. Well, Mike, some of the things I don't think people see are beyond what goes on in the athletic department. You see you know, major schools, Iowa State and Iowa both had huge COVID breakouts. In Lincoln, we know in Douglas County they've had breakouts when the student came back. We really, as a campus and an athletic department, but campus as a whole, have really pressed to the students, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to have a lot of self-discipline because you don't want to go to school at a distance. You don't want to do it over your iPad. You know, whether it's the high school seniors that are incoming freshmen to have the disruption they had with their senior years, all of our kids who returned to our campus that knew what it was like of, well, I got to go home and study on my iPad. I can still go to school. Nobody wants to do that. So we've really pressed the social consciousness of, Stay six feet apart, wash your hands, be masked, keep your social circle small. And I tried to, I met with every single team uh, basically in the first week and tried to say, again, the discipline and self-sacrifice you have to make, you're going to go much of your lifetime and not remember you missed a party on Friday night during your first week of college, but you'll remember if you didn't get to play and practice because you messed around, got around people that you don't know where they were and who they'd been around, and now you're shutting down your team or your campus. So... You know, we've tried to say, we know we can't control a virus, okay, but we know what we can do to mitigate, and we're doing that and doing what we can, and so far, campus-wise, we're healthy, our teams are healthy, and we had some cases even when kids reported back, and they all went through the quarantine protocols and are back and playing. So, you know, I think we know what could be, but we're also working towards what should be. Yeah, you, you know it's going to be on the campus somewhere. We're just trying to keep things under control and uh, keep things going in the right direction here. Absolutely. And, and you know, as a campus, we've been pretty open about it. We have on our website, uh, you know, the Hastings.edu website, we have the information of how many cases we have active, how many we have in quarantine, how many positive tests, how many negative tests. I mean, we're, we're out there with the people saying, you know, it's there. But our numbers, and when you look at the size of our campus, our numbers are really small and really good. All right, so uh, what about the uh, 2020 season? Uh, COVID aside here, we've got action underway now for football. Volleyball is underway. We've got the soccer underway. I know you were over at the uh, cross-country meets uh, earlier today. That's so right. all, all of our uh, sports are up and running now. They are. Uh, women's soccer uh, played Wednesday and got a nice 3 nothing win to start. Uh, volleyball had to take a long trip to my old stomping grounds, went up to North Dakota, Last weekend, split it up and then came here and uh, beat a highly ranked 
College of St. Mary's team, 3-1, to one, looked really good doing it. And obviously football's off to a great start, too. So, you know, I think the energy and, and just the, the makeup of the culture of the campus and the department is something that we're seeing some good dividends to start the year. Like you said, it's been a, anything but a normal offseason for you guys and been busy with uh, the COVID stuff, I'm sure. But anything else uh, working right down for the uh, NAI and more specifically the GPAC? Sure. GPAC-wise, I mean, we have a return-to-play committee that meets biweekly. So they're studying things from around. You know, we have, we report to the conference each week what our caseload is on our camp, on our athletic departments. And, you know, we know Governor Ricketts is pushing stage four starting on Monday, which for our capacities, I mean, we could tear the yellow tape out. We're still going to have to play by GPAC rules with saying you're going to wear masks because the GPAC defers to your local health department. But the local health department is still saying masks out when you're in in public. So we're going to work with that. Um, But, you know, it's something we study. We try to we want all of our institutions in the GPAC are so driven by participants that we know we want to put them in the best position to be able to compete, practice, and perform. So we'll follow those. We'll look at the readings around the league. And, and we've already had with Jamestown having their breakout, they've already got the the fixes on how they've adjusted the schedule. So they're going to get their nine games in this fall. And we just hope people keep doing the right thing so we can keep playing. Hey, it's going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, things could be totally different uh, when we get back together uh, next week. Hopefully we, we have a game next week at Concordia. Darn straight. I hope we're at Concordia next week. That'll be a nice night game. We don't get too many night games in the G-Pack. I'm really looking forward to that one on a Saturday night. Not too far of a trip and a nice rivalry. Nice, you know, Their campus is one of the better ones uh, top to bottom in their athletic department. Their football team kind of put it to us a little bit last year, so wouldn't mind getting back at them and um, you know, we know what they did to us in women's basketball last year. So, you know, to me is the idea. I don't mind beating Concordia anytime, yeah. anytime we play them in anything. We, we've so. got a we got a lot of paybacks in, in a lot of sports, and, and maybe we can deliver that this year. Uh, as far as uh, the winter sports are concerned, after we get to everybody going here in the in the fall sports, attention will turn towards uh, the winter. Any word on that? If we're going to have uh, uh, the thing starting on time, uh, play conference games only, or any word on that yet? Right now, the word is basically business as usual. Now, we have not made any adjustments as a conference. The NAI is still, again, they wanted to get fall sports up and running. I think they want to see what happens after a few weekends of play. So, uh, you know, having last week was a start for soccer and volleyball this week with football around the nation for the schools that are playing. I think they want to see what the numbers track like before they start making determinations about basketballs and indoor track and wrestling and cheer and dance and the other winter sports. So, you know, they're practicing in the ways that they can practice already. And just the idea of take it as business as usual until you told it stop. You know, and so I think we're, again, looking forward to if we keep doing the right things, we're going to be able to just do it like it's supposed to be done. Again, as far as uh, fans are concerned, uh, starting on uh, Monday, starting with our next game, we got four home games. This is one of them right here. So we're going to be uh, increased capacity the next time. So if you want to come out to the ball game, it's safe. You can come out to social distance a little bit and enjoy uh, Bronco football. Yeah, Mike, we're so fortunate to have Lloyd Wilson Field and our whole Osborne Family Sports Complex where, you know, I've talked with other ADs in the league and I say, you know, we've got 3,000 seats in our stadium. And they're like, well, we have 1,250. And so we have other schools in the league that it was four tickets for players and four tickets for the opposing team, and that's all they can fit in their stadium. We're here, you know, not only do we have the bleachers, we got the fence line, we got you see folks sitting on blankets and our red shirts are sitting in chairs and on. We've got room to spread out and and give folks the opportunity to get football in face to face live, hear the pads pop, hear the snot fly. I guess you'd see the snot fly, but <laughs> I hope you don't hear it. Uh, but you know, we're putting on a, a good presentation and, and you know, you look out in the crowd day, we've got a nice crowd, fans are sitting where they're supposed to sit, we're working on the masks and you know, we're ready to go and, and it'll be easier when you can 
sit where you want to sit, but just wear a mask to keep it safe. All right, my man, thanks for stopping up. Give us a couple always of minutes fun. to give us an update, and uh, we'll we'll see you throughout the season, hopefully. Mike, I appreciate that. It's always fun to come on, chat with you, and get a little joke in. And I appreciate you also checking out all the scrimmages this year, too. You've seen the improvement from the first one with seven uh, three and outs to start the scrimmages yep. to what we're putting together now. And, you know, you mentioned some changes. I'll throw a last one in there. John Grindy, our new offensive coordinator, uh, you know, changing things up a little bit. Um, and, you know, we're seeing some uh, results from that. And I want to go back to your pregame show where you're talking about how the Broncos last year were last in the league in third down conversions and next to last and stopping third down. And I'm sure you'll go through the stats at halftime. They're a heck of a lot better through at least one half a play. Yeah, I like what I see so far through the first uh, two quarters anyway. I do too. All right, man. Thanks, Mike. Go Broncos. Huh? Go Broncos. Okay. That's a B.J. Pumroy. He's the athletic director at Hastings College at halftime. 28-7 to 7 is our score. Hastings College has got the lead over Dakota Westland. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to Bronco Football. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. I'm back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. It's 28-7. He sings... Has got the lead. Yeah, there's some major college football going on today. It just doesn't feel right without the, the Huskers playing. Huh? North Carolina has got the lead over Syracuse, seven or nothing. As we check the uh, top 25 out, if there's such a thing as a top 25, Iowa State, Louisiana still scoreless. Notre Dame is leading Duke in the second quarter, seven to three. Those are the only games going on, and. I think we'll have an abbreviated schedule, not like we're, we're accustomed to with several of the, the conferences electing not to play in the fall, but uh, we'll try to keep you up to date on college football scores uh, throughout the uh, broadcast here, throughout the 2020 season. 28-7, to 7, Hastings College has got to lead here at halftime. Your halftime stats are brought to you by Hastings College. Make a difference in lives of Hastings College students and faculty. Make a financial contribution. Refer to a student at Hastings College. Participate in alumni events or hire a student, a recent graduate, as an intern or employee. Find out more at Hastings.edu. Wow. That's like a a novel. My goodness. I'm glad we're going to use that one at the uh, (laughs) halftime break and the, uh, the end of the game because there's not enough time with our Hastings College all-new offense out there. They really speed things up. We'll get you some numbers for the uh, Tigers of Dakota Westland. Their total offensive output, 189 yards in the first half. They had 33 offensive plays. Their quarterback, Lester, was 7 of 16, one interception. He threw for 146. They had 17 carries and just 43 yards on the ground. We see the uh, first downs for Dakota Westland, just six. They had officially four penalties for 20. Six yards. They punted four times for an average of 31 yards. Time of possession. This used to be a huge, huge deal for Hastings. They uh, used to like to rack up the time of possession. Well, they've done her so far. 6.09 for Dakota Westland. 19.44 for Hastings College. Individual uh, leaders rushing the football. Aaron, uh, 10 carries and 45 yards. That's Jamin Aaron. He has a long run of 21 yards in that first half. 
Receiving leaders is Chance Sorensen, and he's the guy that caught that 60-yard touchdown pass. He's got three receptions and 70 yards and the lone touchdown in the game. Leading tackler is Adam DeYoung with four tackles, and Hayden Schmidt with four, and Sam Kretschmar with four as well. For Hastings College, in the first half, 199 yards of offense, 36 offensive plays for Hastings. Jesse Ulrich's numbers, six of 13 passing for 92 yards. And the rushing yardage, a lot of it on uh, the the heavy shoulders of Tyree Nesmith, 23 carries, 107 yards. The Broncos with 13 first downs in that first half. We look at some more numbers on down the line. Uh, Bockel has punted three times for 51-yard average. Three penalties for Hastings College, 35 yards. I think maybe our statistician guys have probably missed a few. I've got them for five and four. But nonetheless, again, 1944 time of possession for Hastings. Offensive leaders, Tyree Nesmith, 15 carries, 73 yards, three touchdowns. Welcome back to live football. Again, the guy was taken out of uh, football a year ago in a uh, in practice and never got to see the field all year long. Jesse Ulrich with five carries and 17 yards. Receiving leaders, Coyote Stenhouse with a catch and 41 yards. Nesmith has one catch and 27 yards. And, hey, let's throw him in. Quentin Sinek, his brother, lit it up last night with three touchdown passes here, or actually four touchdown passes last night. Well, Quentin catches one for 21 yards, and that was a touchdown. Tackling leaders, Paxton Terry with five, Titus Clay with five, and Keontae Kenny with four tackles as we are almost ready for action, but a, a good half of football by Hastings. All right, that's the uh, halftime show. Stick around. We've got the second half coming up. You're listening to Bronco Football. The Halftime Show has been brought to you by the Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for health care since 1963 at 1021 West 14th Street in Hastings. Stay tuned. The second half is straight ahead on your Hastings link to Bronco Sports, KHAS Radio. The gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu, then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students. 1230 KHAS. All right, the second half underway. The Broncos with the opening possession here. Hastings won the toss, deferred to the second half. So Hastings with the ball here after the kickoff and a uh, running play. The Broncos have the ball out here at the uh, 38-yard line. They just keep the ball on the ground. That's what's worked so far. Yep. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Handoff off left side. Nesmith with an 11-yard gain, another first down. 88 yards now on 16 carries for Tyree. All right, two wide receivers split out to the left side. He sings with the advantage. Here's a Tyree. He's going to get the call. And this time, the Tigers are right there. The ball pops loose. But I think they had that baby blown dead here. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. The Tigers were waiting for uh, Nesmith that time. They tried to angle it off to the right side. A loss on the play of a couple of yards. In fact, a loss of about five yards on the play. That wasn't a very good spot, was it? No, not very good at all. They had a, a lot of a lot of white jerseys over here on the right side of our front. Brought Tyree down for a, a big loss. Simonson into the game now. He'll be just off the right hip of Jesse. All right, three wide receivers out to the left side of the formation. Here's 
Jesse Ulrich, he's going to throw that way, and it's going to be incomplete. Had it in his hands, and he uh, drops the ball over there. Incomplete pass. That's going to bring up a uh, third down situation. That was Sinek dropping the ball there for Hastings. Sinek got the touchdown pass in the first half. He couldn't haul that baby in. So now it's third down and 15 yards to go. Ball is pushed back here to the Hastings 33-yard line. This time, a wide receiver is splitting out to the right side of the formation. In fact, two each way now for Jesse Ulrich, the former Ord Chanticleer. One man in the backfield, that's Simonson. Jesse wants to throw it, tosses it across the middle. It's going to be incomplete. Man got his hands on the ball, just tipped that ball away. That was uh, Kirchmer, Sam Kirchmer, the middle linebacker. They had a guy out there, but Kirchmer just... Uh, Loops up there and taps the ball away. That would have been a big play right there. That would have been. Simonson still would have been running to south part of Hastings. That one there just tipped away. Jesse had a, a nice opportunity and a nice touch pass over top. But give Kirchmer credit. That was a great athletic move to get up to the football. And now we'll see uh, Leibolt dropping back deep. It'll be a punt from Bockel. Bockel stands inside his own 20-yard line. Leibold back in his own 25, end-over-end kick. Leibold chases it down. It bounces over his head, across the 15, across the 10, across the 5, into the end zone for a touchback. That was only a 66-yard kick there for uh, Bockel. That's going to help his numbers as uh, the touchback will come, and Dakota Wesleyan will come back out on offense. Again, their only touchdown in this ball game occurred on a uh, broken play defensively when it was... Chance Sorensen getting behind the uh, Bronco defense and the Broncos secondary for a 60-yard touchdown. That was early in the second quarter. Other than that, the Bronco defense has looked uh, real good here in this ballgame. Yeah, they've been very sound up on the front and also in the secondary. And that was a chatter in the press box around as I made my way around uh, to visit with people. They were uh, pretty impressed. All right, here's Lester. He's going to throw the ball. It's going to be caught, grabbed at the 22, up to about the uh, 25-yard line. That's a new man into the ball game now for uh, Dakota Westland. That's going to be uh, Jacob Oxus into the ball game there. Oxus with a reception. Tackle is made by Tyler Pulowski for Hastings College on defense. That was a pickup of, what, five yards in a play, second down, and five yards to go. Tigers working from our right to our left here in the third quarter. Hastings has got the lead over D-Dub by the score of 28-7. to Hand off to Aaron. He is crushed there. Aaron is crushed at about the uh, 26-yard line. So pickup of only about a yard on the play. Travis Clay into the stop for uh, Hastings defensively. Clay, the linebacker out of Conroe, Texas, a 212-pound junior, in on 72 stops for the Broncos a season ago. Third down and four yards to go. Let's see if the Broncos can come up big on defense again. They've done a good job on third down conversions today. This is third down and four for the Tigers. Luster stands in the pocket, throws it. It's going to be caught. I think that's going to be short of the first down. It is caught, Jimmy, but at the 29-yard line, another good play defensively. And uh, Dakota Westland is going to come up short of the first down. That's going to bring up fourth down and a yard. And now we'll see if Ross Simple trailing in the ball game, 28 to seven in the third quarter, can elect to go for this one. Hastings had a big stop on the fourth down twice in the uh, first half of play, and Coach says it's too early. Coach says yeah. not going to try this again. I tell you what, he 
last year and the year before, he has taken some uh, some chances, but his team's also been out in front by a ways. They've got a, a little bit to crawl back into this football game, but again, a punting situation, and Bell will drop back just uh, in between the 40 and 45-yard line. It's going to be a low kick, and it's going to hit, hit a him. It hit a man. He hit a Bronco in the back, but he sings his on top of it here. That was uh, Terrell. He was running downfield, and the ball hit him right at the uh, 50-yard line, but Terrell... He hops right back on the ball here for Hastings. That was loose for a while, but a good play there by Terrell getting back on top of it. Now look at the field position for Hastings. Yeah, and one thing about it there, with the wind blowing the way it is, it's tough to get punts off. That was a low liner. And again, Coach Harp went over there and met Terrell, slapped him high five. A great job of awareness of where you're at, turning around and getting on the football. 48-yard line is the line of scrimmage. In an instance like that, you just got to get away from the thing. Now Dakota Wesley jumps on defense. A handoff there. It goes to Simonson. Simonson brings the ball down to the 42-yard line. Yeah, and a low kick like that when the wind is blowing out of this direction, the, the best thing is probably just get get away from the ball. That time, uh, Hastings took advantage. They fall on top of it. It didn't hurt matters here. Now we got a penalty flag on the Dakota Wesley. This is going to go as an offsides call, I think, here on the Tigers. Or will they take the play? Simonson picked up about seven yards on the play. Offside, number 34, defense, five-yard penalty, still first down. All right, so they're going to take the penalty. And uh, it's going to bring up a first down in five situation. Jaden Walton, a freshman, jumps offsides there for the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers. So it's first down and five. Hastings with the ball down here at the Tiger 43-yard line. Hastings moving from our left to our right, north to south here in the uh, second half of play here in the third quarter. Here's a Simonson again following a blocker as he brings the ball down to the 36-yard line before he is brought down. That's going to be enough for a first down as Brent Simonson now getting the call here in the second half. So, we saw Naismith uh, throughout much of the first half of play, and now Brent Simonson seeing some action here in the former Sutton Mustang into the ball game. Tell you what, Brett's uh, worked on the he's worked on the lifting on the off season. He's got some pretty good set of guns down there. And again, uh, he had a tremendous season last year filling in for Tyree when he went down injured. Uh, again, uh, Simonson with 704 yards. He's got just his second carry, but uh, 13 yards on the two carries. And the football down at the 36-yard line. All right, a couple of wide receivers out to the left side. Hastings on first down and 10 from the 37. Here's a handoff again. Simonson with a call. Simonson across the 35. And he brings the ball down to the 33-yard line before he is brought down there. Tackle made by uh, Grieve. Romeo Grieve, a six foot two, 220-pound sophomore out of Kirkland, Washington, playing for the Tigers up there in Mitchell. Second down and seven yards to go. The ball is at the 33-yard line. Opening possession of the second half here for Hastings. The Broncos already leading in this ball game by a score of 28-7. to Hastings looking at second down. There's a Jesse Ulrich. He's got to run the ball at the 30-25. He's at the 20. Bulls over a man at the 15-yard line and takes the ball down to the 12. Jesse, he's not afraid of a little contact. That's what he did for many years up there in Ord. And now he's uh, playing quarterback here for the Broncos. He's not afraid to put his shoulder down and bowl over a man. Watch this yeah. down here at about the 15-yard uh, line. Just a bowls over a man. 
And it takes the ball to the red zone for Hastings. Searches the defensive back out, puts a shoulder into him, picks up 18 on the run, down inside the red zone, down to the 14, first and 10 Broncos. Here's Ulrich. He wants to throw the ball. He does. Caught for the touchdown, Stenhouse. Stenhouse gets the touchdown for Hastings. He celebrates with the red shirts in the end zone, and the Broncos are... Blowing the Tigers out of their cage here. 34-7, to Hastings with a lead. First touchdown for Stenhouse here this afternoon, and that one there, by the way, of a 14-yard pass. That was beautiful. Jesse just a couple of steps back and delivered right on the slant pattern, hit him at about the one-yard line, and uh, Stenhouse goes in untouched. Bocklin for yet another PAT. Going to have to put his foot on some ice at the end of this game. That one is the same result right through the pipes. Five for five today for Bockle. Nine minutes and 40 seconds to play. So Hastings scores on their first possession of the first half. They score on their first possession of the second half. Hastings with a lead. The Broncos 35, the Tigers 7. You're listening to Hastings College Football. Five Points Bank of Hastings has again been awarded a five-star rating by Bauer Financial Research. We know our customers appreciate having their local community bank at the top of safety and soundness ratings. We are very proud of the five-star designation and will work hard to maintain this level of excellence. Knowing our community and knowing our customers, it's what sets a community bank apart from others. Five Points Bank of Hastings, member FDIC. 1230 K-H-A-S. Dakota Wesleyan has won six out of the last seven games between these two teams, but right now the Broncos have the advantage here to begin the 2020 season. 35-7 is our score. Hastings College with the advantage. So they score in their opening possession of the second half. Five plays, 48 yards. They started off the ball game by going on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. Broncos with several touchdowns in between, and it's a 35-7 ball game. Broncos have the lead. There's a a kickoff that's going to go into the end zone. And they're going to down the ball there. It'll have the uh, touchback. So here comes the Dakota Wesleyan offense back out there. Dugan Bauer grabs the ball in the end zone, but decides to stay put. And Dakota Wesleyan will get the ball after the touchback. I'll tell you what, Hastings... uh... All aspects of the game, other than the, the one-blown coverage, looking very, very good. I can't remember. It's been a lot of years since we've held a 35-7 to lead early in the third quarter. This has been uh, a pretty good performance here by all the uh, guys in Crimson. All right, here comes Zach Lester back out for the offense for Dakota Wesleyan. Trips out to the right side here. Man comes in motion now for... The Tigers. Lester drops back to throw. Here comes the pressure. Lester throws the ball. It's going to be picked off. Nope, that dropped. Oh, it was picked off and then dropped at the 42-yard line. That was uh, Tyler Pulowski. Had the sure pick there, Jimmy, and it just fell out of his hands. He's now uh, doing push-ups here at the 41-yard line to penalize himself. He will will get badgered when they watch game film. The rest of the team will not hold back. This team, uh, team unity is very tight. A lot of brothers down on the field. You can see that last week in the uh, practice that we came out and watched. They'll they'll get him on, get on him on that one. Second down, ten yards to go. To go to Wesley and let's one slip away there. There's a Lester. He's going to run the ball after a nice fake. Lester brings it across the thirty, and he is uh, knocked down here at about the thirty-five yard line. So a pickup of about uh, ten yards, or just shy of ten yards. They'll give him the thirty-four. So it's going to bring up a second down, actually third down. 
Should be third down and one yard to go for Dakota Wesleyan. Tigers working from our right to our left here in the third quarter of play. South to north here at the Osborne Sports Complex. An enjoyable Saturday afternoon as we begin the 2020 season here. Hastings College and Dakota Wesleyan. Broncos have the lead 35-7 over the Tigers. Man goes in motion off to the far side. Lester is going to hand the ball away, fighting for the first down stakes, and finally they're going to get it across the 35 out to about the 36-yard line. That's Aaron carrying the ball. They unstack him down there. Down to the uh, 36-yard line. Paxton Terry, the uh, product out of McCook, Nebraska, making the stop there for the Bronco defense. Give him a pickup of a yard and a half. That's going to be enough for a first down, so they move the stakes. First down and 10. Dakota Wesleyan with the ball now on their own 36-yard line. Zach Lester, the quarterback, two wide receivers each side. Broncos showing blitz off of the corner. Lester with the ball as he backs up, looks left side, and throws that ball. It's going to be caught over here right on the sideline. That's a light bolt as he hauls that baby in. In the Bronco territory, the 49-yard line. That was a nice uh, catch there by Daniel Leibold. For Leibold, that is his third reception of the afternoon. We'll give him 15 on the pass and catch right up to midfield. And again, you can't fall asleep with uh, Leibold and uh, Nugenbauer. They've got a great set of hands and some tremendous speed. Trips set out to the right side now and first down and 10. The ball just inside Bronco territory at the 49-yard line. Here's a Lester, backs up again, throws the ball. That's going to be caught over there again. Leibold, a short gain to about the 47. Tackle is made in there by Tyler Pulowski for Hastings. A pickup of a couple of yards, and now second down and eight yards to go. So I'm sure we're going to see the ball in the air quite a bit here with Dakota Wesley and now trailing in this ball game, 35-7. to Lester threw for 1,180 yards last year, eight touchdowns and four picks. But uh, that's just his 21st pass of this football game. But yeah, you're right. We're gonna we're gonna see it a whole bunch, trailing 35 to seven. And second down and about eight yards to go. Man comes in motion again. Lester claps his hands, and he is gonna wow. be hit on the play. He wanted to hand off, but Hastings blows that one up. That's Pulowski again. So after he drops the interception. Uh, he comes back with two nice plays defensively. Well, they sent both outside backers in on blitz. They came from both angles, and he wanted to hand it off to Aaron up the middle. He didn't even have an opportunity. There was three or four crimson jerseys in there. Made a big hit, loss of about four yards. Going to bring up third, and we'll call it 12, back on the south side of the field now, back in the D-dub territory. All right, so it's third down and long here. Lester. Directing a little traffic here before he waits for the snap. Third down at about 12 yards to go. Claps his hands, backs up, then throws the ball to the near side. That ball is going to be caught over here and then dropped. It's going to be a fumble or it's an interception or no, it's going to be an incomplete pass. Or it's something. Yeah, it was It was caught. Looked like he fumbled the ball and then Hastings picked it up and then they realized it's going to be an incomplete pass. That was uh, Garrett Dieterman. We had it in his hands. That was very close to maybe being a fumble. I was going to say that very close to him making the reception, coming down to his feet, and then uh, that ball coming loose. We're not going to see a replay of it. Secondary coach Wade Fleischer down there, patting the official on the Heine. By the way, Wade is one of the biggest secondary coaches in all of the NAIA, maybe all of college football. Here comes the uh, punt here. For uh, Dakota Westland, again, the Broncos get away with it. Now uh, 
The ball's going to roll dead at about the 16-yard line. So Wade was a defensive back. No, no, no. Wade, Wade was a tight end. A tight end. Back in the day, he, he was there. That's how long we've been doing this. Wade was a tight end. Back for the Broncos. That was A.H. Jones days. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. We're dating ourselves. But uh, Wade's been around this program a long time, uh, works here locally. And, uh, yeah, he's he's elected to help the Broncos out again. They've got him. I don't know what he knows anything about secondary play. <laughs> Obviously, that bro- broken coverage earlier might have been his fault. We'll have to check with him after the game. All right, so he thinks he's got the ball. It's a low snap. Jesse gets it down, and he's going to pick it up and give it away to Naismith. Why not? He brings it across the 25 onto the 26-yard line. So we saw a series with the Brent Simonson in the ball game. Now Naismith is back in there. He had a, a great first half for Hastings. Broncos have the lead. If you're just joining us, 35-7. to Season opener for 2020. Hastings will play at Concordia next Saturday. That'll be a night game in Seward next week. That'll be a 6 o'clock kickoff next Saturday on the air with a pregame show on 1230 KHIS at 5 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. Always good to play uh, night games over there in, in Seward. There's uh, Jesse Ulrich. He throws the ball. Now he's going to carry the ball as he brings it up here to the 30-yard line. Jesse brings up for the first down for Hastings. First down number 18 picked up there by Ulrich as he takes it off left side. You know what's not so good about doing night games in Seward? What's that? You have forgot where the press box is and what side of the field. Oh, yeah, the setting sun. That's exactly right, setting sun. The setting sun. All right, here's Ulrich again. Naismith gets the call and the handoff. He's got a block around here, but the Tigers do a good job of bringing him down there. That's going to be a loss on the play. Getting in there to make the stop for... D-Dub is going to be Sam Kirchmer again. Kirchmer, a 5'10", 235-pound senior from Huron, South Dakota. Brings him down. Actually, no gain in the play, they say. They give him, give him the 31-yard line. So second down and 10 yards to go. He stings with the ball. Broncos have the 35-7 lead over the Tigers. Jesse Ulrich again, two claps of the hands there. Ulrich gets the ball. He delivers across the middle. That's going to be caught there. That's a Brenton Bell with a reception as he comes out here to the 42-yard lines. That's a first down for the Broncos. That's one thing that uh, Coach Grindy has brought to this offense is the way they they centered the ball. It's like uh, Nebraska does it now with the old claps of the hands, and they, they don't call the signals anymore like they used to. Well, and that was a good pass by Ulrich. That one goes for 14 yards across the 40-yard line, 19 first downs on the afternoon. There's Jesse. That's three claps of the hands, and he still doesn't have the ball. Now he does, and he's going to give the ball away to Tyree Naismith, and he's going to angle off to the left side. He brings the ball to the 45-yard line. So besides the the play cards and the color of the cards and and the the pole that they put up on the sidelines to get the play, now we've got uh, either one clap, two claps, or three claps. Or fake. Or fake. And boy, he fakes a clap. There's, there's a lot going on to get a play called here. <laughs> That's why it's pretty uh, pretty unique. It's hard to figure out. Not even the, not even your uh, talented radio. Well, not even the coach knows. <laughs> and Coach Harper, he says, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they call that stuff. And it's second down and uh, nine yards to go. There's uh, Bell again. Bell makes the reception but doesn't get far. They move it to the uh, 46 to the 47-yard line. Bell is brought down on the play. Tackle in there by D-Dub. Making the stop there. That's going to be uh, Hayden Schmidt making the, uh, the stop there. 
It's going to bring up a third down now for the Broncos. Third down and five yards to go. We're down to three minutes to go here in the third quarter. Hastings with the advantage, 35-7. to Jesse Ulrich again in the quarterback slot. Throws it over to the far side. It's going to be caught. That's going to be short of a first down. That's Stenhouse making the reception. He had enough for the first down. Jimmy had to come back. And he's going to be stopped short of a first down by about a yard here. I would say you go for it here. Why not? Fourth down and a yard to go. But Tony with a 35-7 to lead, he's going to play it safe here. As he flips the curls out of his shirt collar <laughs> and makes that call, sends Bockel into the game. Yeah, that one there. A lot of pressure coming from the uh, backside on Jesse there, and that's why the ball was delivered a little bit uh, inside the, the sticks. And uh, Stenhouse had to come back, made a good catch, but not enough. Here's Bockel is going to get a good kick away. A signal for the fair catch, and that hits at the five-yard line and out of bounds. Bockel's had some great kicks today, Jimmy. He had one in the first half that was down inside the five-yard line. He's going to have a second kick down inside the five-yard line here. They're going to mark this ball at the four. Great job. Those are the things that don't show up in a, in a stat chart. No, nope, you got to have good special teams uh, along with uh, everything else that comes along with uh, putting a good Performance out on the field, offense, defense, special teams. Your coaches talk about it, mistakes, penalties. They all go into a good performance. And so far, really only one hiccup I can think of today for this Bronco football team. But Bockel has been spot on getting some bombs away. He averaged 51 yards in the first half. And that one there was a dandy inside to five at the four. Zach Lester back out there for Dakota Wesleyan with two minutes to go. As they... uh... Hand the ball away. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't mind the music. Yeah, music is good, but you don't normally see that with uh, a minute and 45 seconds to go in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, it's a minute. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Well, it's hey, it's a first first college game, our third game here at Lloyd Wilson Field. But they they cut the music off a little later. We can celebrate with that stuff. Gain of one there, second down to nine. Now what do we got going now we here? We got uh, North Carolina on. That was a handoff to to uh, Aaron off the right side. He picks up another yard. So back to back one yard pickups. And uh, we're nearing the one-minute mark here in the third quarter. Yeah, third long here. Inside a minute in the third quarter left to uh, left to play. Is that you? I, I, that was not me, but... All right, now, where do we, where do we go? Thanks we, for taking over yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. We got uh, third and uh, about eight yards to go here at the 42-second mark in the third quarter. Ball sitting at the six-yard line of Dakota Wesleyan. Here's Lester. He backs up into his own zone, throws the ball. That's going to be caught out here at the 15-yard line. Sprints forward to the uh, 17. A reception made there by Chance Sorensen. He comes up with a big catch there for Dakota Wesleyan. They will move the sticks. Hastings had a chance, maybe had a pick right there. But Sorensen comes up with a nice play for the Tigers. They will move the chains on the far sideline. First down, 10 yards to go for Dakota Wesleyan. They have got the ball at the 18-yard line now. That's their own 18 with 20 seconds to play here in the third. Lester across the middle. It's going to be caught there across the uh, 25 out to the 27-yard line. Oxus again in the reception there. Jacob Ossis 
A uh, redshirt sophomore in there now for the Tigers. He's made a couple of receptions today. Picks up nine on that play. Second down in a yard, and that's going to be the end of the third quarter. Three quarters in the books here today. Hastings College football, their season opener for 2020. Things going well so far. We'll take a break after three quarters. Hastings with the lead is the Broncos 35 and the Tigers 7. I came from a big city. Nebraska's different. Nebraska is one large, small town. Independent and dedicated, Maryland is a big deal in a little town like this. Dr. Zuzak is so passionate about what he does that we just knew that we were in good hands. Like, we walked in there, and it kind of felt like you walked into just a friend's house. I like to translate things into simple, everyday language. Talking with patients about what is going to happen to them, what the disease is like, you get to know them pretty well. It wasn't just about the cancer. It was about us as a family. The people. It's kind of an amazing thing to me. I think it makes me proud to be a Nebraskan. The dedication, for sure. That is true Nebraskan style. And the kindness. You could not be in better hands. My name is Tom Zuzeg, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. 1230 KHAS. All right, back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Lloyd Wilson Field, Hastings with 15 minutes to go, has got the lead here over Dakota Wesley, and the score is 35-7. to It is second down. Ball is sitting at the 27-yard line, second down and two yards to go here for the Tigers. Zach Lester has got the ball for the Tigers. He's under pressure. Lester is going to be hit in the backfield, and down he goes, a quarterback sack. Lester is driven down back here at the 13-yard line. Chance Bolin. Bolin, the uh, senior from Escalon, California, making a quarterback sack there for the Broncos. And Lester is drilled back down there. They're going to give him the uh, 16-yard line, but a good defensive play by Bolin. Big, big loss there for Dakota Wesley, and now they look at a very long third, and uh, we'll call it nearly 11. We'll get you some stats right after this play, possibly. Because if Hastings' offense comes out, they are very quick to the uh, quick to the ball. Third and long here for D-Dub. Third down and about 11 yards to go. The ball sitting here at the 17-yard line of Dakota Wesleyan. Lester backs up, looks left, throws left. He's got a man out there. It's going to be tipped and almost intercepted. Tipped and almost intercepted. Stewart had his hands on the ball there for Hastings. Ball was intended for Spencer Bauer for the Tigers of Dakota Wesleyan. Stewart made a great effort to get to that football. I thought for a minute he was going to get it right at the big red H there, but it falls incomplete. Stats are brought to you by Hastings College. There is a reason we are Nebraska's premier private college. Find out more at Hastings.edu. For Dakota Wesleyan through three quarters, 244 yards, 192 through the air, and 52 on the ground. Bell stands at his own 44. I'll get you the Bronco numbers after this punt. It's a low snap. He picks it up on the hop like a shortstop. Here's the kick. Bell's going to grab the ball as he signals for the fair catch at the 48-yard line. As Tony Harper holds his breath to make sure he does not fumble that away. For the Broncos today, 51 offensive plays, 283 through three quarters. They've got 126 through the air, 157 on the ground. 19 first downs to nine for Dakota Wesleyan. And I was just uh, interested in Bockel's numbers. He's a flat 53-yard average on five punts. I'll get you some individual numbers here. Jesse Ulrich about ready to take a snap. 
All right, the Broncos have the lead. 14 minutes to go in the ball game. Ulrich is going to hand the ball away on a little reverse. That finds uh, good success there. That's uh, Naismith carrying the ball down to about the 44-yard line of Dakota Wesley. And that was a pickup of nine yards and a play something a little different out of the Bronco offense. Tyree, 21 carries now. We'll give him eight on that one. That gives him 96 on the afternoon, averaging nearly five yards a carry. You like seeing that. Ulrich, the quarterback, seven carries and 42 yards. Jesse back, ready to take a snap here, clapping his hands. He hands them all away to Naismith. The Broncos just going to use their ground game here. It has been very successful. Across the 40-yard line down to about the uh, 39. Hastings was in the middle of the pack last year in rushing offense, Jimmy. But after what we've seen here today, I, I like what we're seeing on the ground. 171 yards now unofficially. I try to total these up here after uh, Mays hands me the sheet. But uh, another first down, that's 20 on the afternoon. Here's uh, Ulrich again. He backs up. He's going to wind up down the near sideline. The ball is going to be caught down there and brought down inside the five-yard line. There is that wheel route again. They brought Nesmith out of the backfield. They did that earlier today, and that gets him a big, big gain. Great catch by Tyree down in front of the Hastings bench. They get the football all the way down to the six-yard line. All right, so Hastings knocking on touchdown door again, 35-7. to Hastings has got to lead over Dakota Wesleyan. I thought the Broncos would win this game today, Jimmy, but I, I, I didn't think we would blow the Tigers out. Well, not when you've lost to them uh, six of the last seven games, and it's a 9-17 to series. Broncos do lead the series, but, boy, uh, we've, they've been a thorn in our side. Now we've got uh, penalty flags. Again, we talk about... Uh, We'll let him make the call here. Timeout. Yep, timeout. Yeah, we had talked about it to Ross Simple since he's taken over in uh, eight games. He's 6-2 and two against Hastings College. Timeout brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. They invite you in for your next timeout to enjoy food, friends, beverages, and big screens. Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Hastings' only true sports bar located across the street from the water park on West 2nd and Hastings. We'll take a break. Hastings 35, Dakota Wesleyan 7. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye's Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. 1230 KHAS. All right, we come back. Uh, they hand the ball away to Nesmith, and Nesmith right in the center of the field here. Gets the ball down to about the one-yard line. Thought he got in. That was an inside handoff right behind that big offensive line for Hastings, and I thought Tyree got her in there. The line of scrimmage was a six. He got five. That adds to his total, and the Broncos have a second and goal here. The ball is, uh, what, right at the one-yard line, half-yard line. All right, so Broncos knocking on touchdown door, trying to put a nail in the coffin here. 12 minutes to play in the game. Hastings with a lead, 35-7 to over Dakota Wesleyan. Jesse is up under center. He hands the ball away. That's going to go to Nesmith, and he takes the ball into the end zone for the touchdown. Again, he just got that one across the goal line. They give him the touchdown, so he takes it in from one yard out. 
Do you smell player of the week honors in the G-Pack? Well, four touchdowns, and I'm uh, figuring up some unofficial numbers here. They had him at 88 officially through three quarters. I've got him at 113 now and four touchdowns. Bockle into the game for the PAT. Pig is down. Ball is up into that stiff northwest breeze, and it is good. Wow. Hastings College, 42-7. to seven. You're just dying to get on the highlights, aren't you? Wow, trying, trying, <laughs> trying all I can. 11.48 to play in the game. We will take a break. Hastings, 42, Dakota Wesleyan, 7. You're listening to Bronco Football. The gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu, then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students. 1230 KHAS. Hastings College with a lead here in the 2020 season opener. It is 42-7. Hastings College has got the lead. Well, I'm pretty excited, but you just pointed something out. We were excited a year ago when we were 2-0, and and we proceeded to lose eight games in a row. <laughs> the wheels fell off the cart. Oh, the wheels? We couldn't even, we couldn't get out of our road. I think we lost the wheels, the motor, the transmission, and the rear end. That's... Boy, we, we lost her all, tailgate and all, right off the, <laughs> right off the old Ford truck. But so far, so good. We're going to go to 1-0. and Bockle's going to be into the football here. Now he is into that stiff northwest wind. It's going to come down to a libel. Uh, he's going to feel the ball near the goal line, but he comes back quickly across the uh, 20 to the 25-yard line. That's where Dakota Wesleyan is going to start. Well, you look at uh, numbers again, 113 yards unofficially, four touchdowns for Nesmith. He's got a couple of catches for 42 yards. We've got a touchdown to Stenhouse, who came back for his senior season, so to speak. We got another one to Quentin Sinek, 21 yards. So Jesse's thrown two touchdowns. We've rushed for four. All systems on go. Dakota Wesleyan back out on offense. All right, they're going to start this drive from the uh, 25-yard line. Here's a handoff. Now we're going to see uh, a new quarterback into the ball game here for uh, D-Dub. Jimmy Garwall is into the ball game now. He was not listed on the uh, uh, two deep as the uh, backup. But Garwall is in the ball game now for the Tigers. Second down and about nine yards to go. They'll pick up a one at last play. We're going to see some uh, new guys out there for the Tigers because the front line people had a tough goal of things here today. Uh, Garwell is a 5'11", 195-pound senior out of San Jose, California. Now in there for uh, Zach Lester, who had kind of a rough afternoon for the Tigers today. Well, Lester able to put some pretty good numbers up, although he was aided by a 60-yard touchdown. 183 yards unofficially is what I had uh, for uh, Lester. All right, third down and nine yards to go. No gain in the last running play there for the Tigers. Garwell now has got the ball as he backs up. Here comes the pressure. Garwell's pass is going to be incomplete. And the reason it was incomplete is the Broncos had all kinds of pressure from his uh, backside, and Garwell is uh, knocked down in the play. 
So an incomplete pass. And that's going to bring up a fourth down situation now. Fourth down for the Tigers. They'll have to punt the football away again with 10 minutes and 30 seconds to play. That was Steel Willis. What a defensive name. Steel Willis. I like it. Putting a lot of pressure. Here comes Bell trotting out on the field. Very late, but he's going to get there. He'll stand in in between the 35 and 40. And he'll get this punt off. Very high spiraling punt. Over to Bell, he'll call for a fair catch. He does at the 39-yard line. That's where the Hastings offense will come out. We'll see if Jesse stays in the ball game. I would guess not. Here comes Johnny Z. Johnny Zamora, sophomore quarterback out of San Antonio, Texas. He's going to come out and run the offense for a while. Why not? Everything's clicking. Why not? I want in. 42 to 7. He sings has got to lead. Donnie Zamora, he got a couple of starts for the Broncos a season ago. Had a real good uh, preseason camp. Just that uh, Jesse was a little bit better. Uh, better. Uh, Johnny Zamora was a little bit banged up early uh, when we got practice underway this year, which has sent him back a little bit. But I think we've got two very good quarterbacks to begin this uh, 2020 season. And Jesse Ulrich and now Johnny Zamora. Out there for the Broncos. Pick up a four on that last play. Second down and six yards to go. Hastings with the ball on their own 44-yard line. Griffin Roberts into the ball game now as the H-back for Hastings. And look at that running play. The ball pops loose. We'll see if this one is blown dead. I think it is. That's Simonson carrying the ball, but he coughed it up. But they say his knee was down. That's going to be a first down. Yeah, Griffin Roberts is now in the ball game as the H-back for Hastings. He's a senior out of Fort Collins, Colorado. He came to Hastings actually as a quarterback as well and took a couple of snaps uh, for Hastings. But because of the, the quarterback room right now, he got moved to uh, an H-back position as a wide receiver last year. And he's going to be at H-back this year for the Bronco offense. Simonson again gets the call, 45 Simonson takes it to the 41-yard line where he is uh, brought down on the play there by the Tigers. That's Cale Strong, a kid out of Norfolk, Nebraska, making the stop there for the Tiger defense. Well, we know Brett Simonson can get the job done. He was thrown into the fire as a uh, fresh off that uh, state championship run for Sutton a couple years ago. So he... uh, he toted the mail last year. He can definitely do the job. Well, he knows something about carrying the ball there at Sutton. There's yeah. a Simonson again. Simonson down to about the uh, 40-yard line. Going to be very close to a first down. Yeah, he had a good teacher over there at uh, Sutton carrying the ball. So he knows uh, something about uh, carrying the pig. We're down to 8 minutes and 40 seconds to play here in the football game. Hastings is out on top by a score of 42-7 to over Dakota Wesleyan. Seven carries, 37 yards now for Simonson. By the way, Nesmith with 113 on 23 carries unofficially. Johnny Z is going to hand the ball away to Simonson. There's going to be a face mask call. Penalty flags go down. We can see that from up here. If they if they missed this one, uh, everybody else saw it. Exactly. Nearly took uh, Brett's helmet right off uh, right off his head. They're talking about it. I don't know what for. But, uh, again, it'll be the... Uh, Six penalty today for Dakota Wesleyan. You know, in, di- in addition to personal foul, face mask, number 99, defense, 15-yard penalty added to the end of the run, first down. In addition to the play card and the two different 
two or three different colors of play cards and the, the little pool that they uh, have here on the sideline to signal in plays, and everybody's wearing a wristband, too. <laughs> and they check something on their wristbands when they come up to the line of scrimmage. No wonder it's so complicated. There's a Simonson again. He gets the call down to the uh, 21-yard line. So he's seeing approaching the red zone again. And there, there's a there's a whole process here to get a play signaled in from the offensive coordinator to the quarterback. I tell you what, though, you see a lot of teams. You won't see a lot of games this year on uh, TV. They'll try to shuffle in what they can. But you see a lot of the top-notch teams doing that clapping and you fake clap and you got the play card you got <laughs> character cartoon characters and all kinds of stuff on it as the hastings looks at a second and about eight here's a simonson again he gets the call right up the pipe and he's gonna run into the uh dakota wesleyan defense to bring him down that was a uh, jaden walton making the stop there for the tigers so now it's third down the broncos just uh, milking the clock why not you've got a 42 to 7 lead all right, here's the green card. Yeah. It's going to be uh, held up. The green card is up. Well, not to mention that. Who, who's got the pole? Well, there's a, a coach in a white shirt down there. Yeah. And he's signaling. He's white. It's a good thing he ain't missing a finger. Well, that would throw things off. Well, now, we've, now we've got the yeah. Now we've got the score the scoreboard. I'd call it the little pole that they set up there. Now here's the uh, handoff, and Johnny Z is going to fake the handoff, and he is going to take the ball down to the uh, 25 yard line. Good job by Johnny Z there. That play was blown up. They met Simonson about three yards deep in the hole, and Johnny just pulled it out of Brett's bread basket and took it up, got what he could, picks up a couple, be fourth down at about the 20-yard line. Now Bacco is going to get a chance to bang home a field goal. This is about the only thing he hasn't done all day. This will be a... 36-yard field goal attempt. Ball is down. The kick is up, and it goes sailing into the wind and right through the pipes. The field goal is good. Six minutes and 20 seconds to play. In the football game, Jason Bockelis nails a 36-yard field goal. We'll take a break to score Hastings 45, Dakota Wesleyan 7. You're listening to Bronco Football. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York comfort system to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. 12:30 KHAS. Six minutes and 20 seconds to play here in the fourth quarter. Hastings with the lead, 45 to seven here in the season opener. 362 days. Do you remember? Yes, I remember it well. 362 days since we have won a football game, and we are so close. Tony can taste it down on the sidelines. Broncos playing very good today. As Bockel is into the football, into the breeze again, it's going to come down to Nugenberger, Nugenbauer on the far side. 10-yard line, 15, 20, 25, 30, and brought down to the 31-yard line. So Tigers will take over there. Six minutes and 14 seconds to play. Again, the Broncos will play at Concordia next to Saturday. Hastings playing all the conference games here. They kind of made that change when the, the pandemic kind of hit, so 
And unfortunately, that wiped out a, a couple of good non-conference games that we were going to see. One in particular, Hastings was scheduled to play at Drake this year over in the Des Moines. Drake, a big-time school. We are going to go to a big-time stadium, but unfortunately, that's wiped off with a board. Hopefully, that can be on a, a future schedule sometime. Yeah, Hastings was going to play a big-time football against the, the Drake Bulldogs. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, that, that. Hastings would be in a similar situation that they would bring in a team to Lincoln that, that we'd normally beat like 62-7. to seven. It's it's all about the check. Yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, that's uh, by the wayside here because of the pandemic. There's a Garwell. He fakes the ball inside, and he takes it to the far side, and he is crushed as he goes out of bounds over there by the uh, Broncos. That's Andres Dixon. The guy that got burned on that uh, touchdown pass, he's uh, leveling some frustration over there on the far sidelines. Do you suppose he'll try to get the remote when they show the game <laughs> film? Skip over that play that uh, they got they got toasted on. Well, you know, that stuff can be fixed. And obviously that was just a breakdown uh, in coverage uh, between two defensive backs. But that can be fixed, but not without some badgering from the rest of his team. Here's a Garwell again. He's going to throw the ball to the near side. It's going to be caught and then dropped. I would suggest the team would take a little break at that time. Just run one play. And, guys, let's take a little break here on this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. While you quickly grab the remote and speed right on by that play. Or just it's not tapes anymore. It's it's all, it's all computer yeah. and digital. I would just erase. <laughs> yeah. Sneak but then in, you'd be in more trouble than you were when you let the guy run by you. Sneak into the coach's office and erase that play out of the, <laughs> yeah. the game film before yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Coach would go, hey, wait a minute. Where, where'd that play go? <laughs> Uh, here's a uh, running play again. The Broncos will uh, stop this at the 45 to the 46. And that's going to bring up another uh, fourth down here. I wanted everybody to learn from that play. We're missing that for some reason. <laughs> Isaac Mack Allen, or Alston, carrying the ball there. Isaac Mack Alston carrying the ball, a redshirt freshman from Glendale, Arizona. Picks up a couple of yards. Third down and seven yards to go as we're just running clock here. With four minutes and 43 seconds to play in the ball game, Hastings had a seven-to-nothing lead after one quarter. Broncos led it at halftime, 28 to seven. Tacked on one more in the third to make it 35 to seven. A touchdown and a field goal so far here in the uh, fourth quarter. There's a pass that's going to be incomplete, taking that one off of the turf. Tate Larson had the ball and then uh, lost it off of the. The turf there, and it's going to bring up a fourth down situation. Fourth down and six. Ball is at the 47. Now, keep in mind, summer workouts, because of this pandemic, it has really messed a whole lot of stuff up. They had no summer ball. They had a very limited fall camp. There is a, an important thing that they work on in fall camp. I know they go into the, what, the theater? Oh, they work on the that, song. the song. I wonder if they've had time, because the fans are going to expect the, the – uh, the school song out of them at the end of this victory. We'll see who takes the lead on that. Here's the punt. Bell is back there, and he signals for the fair. That's a new man back there for Hastings. That's going to be uh, Kelvin Hayward. He was back there. Makes the signal for the fair catch. He makes it and falls to the turf. I was thinking that was Ostendorf the leader of this? Is that maybe one of the reasons he came back? Uh, probably so, just to lead the choir. Lead the, lead the team. 
We'll Gramps, find Gramps, out. Grandpa of the team. We'll find out. I, I heard I heard some guys yelling Gramps. What if they still remember the, the words? Well, I know. It's, we might have to get the card out. It's been a while since we've got to sing the song. All right, here's a Johnny Z back up there. Head quarterback gives the ball away to Simonson. He almost gets his head taken off there as he is rustled down. No gain in the play. So both teams just kind of running clock and getting this baby in the books. Four minutes to go in the ball game. Coming up after the contest, we'll have the player of the game coming up, the exclusive Tony Harper postgame show. And then we'll have the uh, fifth quarter, all the scores from across the nation today. Scoreboard going to be uh, somewhat limited here for the 2020 season because of the pandemic and everything. A lot of the conferences not playing major college football this year. Tell you what, you're... Your post-game show is going to be a lot shorter. We'll, we'll get out of here and be able to get to activities in the afternoon. You usually take quite a while with your scores. Well, there's, show. there's plenty of scores usually. Yeah, well, there's not going to be that many. There's only a handful of games in the G-Pack today. One going on this afternoon. Dort is playing at Midland. And we've got Concordia playing at Doan tonight at 6. And Northwestern playing at Morningside at 7 o'clock tonight. There's a first completed pass for Johnny Z as he throws it over here. Hayward grabs the ball, but not much north-south as they inch the ball close to the 25-yard line. It's going to bring up a fourth down situation, fourth down and five yards to go. How is that? that probably the two teams that slated to go first and second in the GPAC ratings this year will score off an opening weekend, Northwestern playing at Morningside tonight. That'd be a good game to see. Well, it would be, and then uh, not to mention the Concordia Dome. You talk about uh, an old Nyack rivalry. That's uh, like throwing Hastings in the mix with Concordia and Doan, which we have Concordia next week. That's one thing about it with this, uh, as Bacco gets the punt away. Great punt, had a lot of pressure, and it's a live ball now. It's picked up by the Broncos. You can't, can't you can't advance a punt. But they've got it. They've got the ball. The man back there was Leibold, but he was surrounded by the Broncos, and he muffs the the ball, and Hastings comes up with it. And he was on his way to scoring. He, he wanted to get into the scoring column. That was a Schneider Hines. Tucker Schneider Hines was uh, he don't get very many chances to run the ball. He's he's a linebacker. He was frothing. And he was wanting to score, but you can't advance a muff punt. And now Dakota Wesleyan is going to call a timeout here. For what reason, I do not know. Uh, two minutes and 17 seconds to play. And we'll take a break. This timeout brought to you by Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Hastings' only true sports bar. Located across the street from the water park and West 2nd Street in Hastings. Hastings 45 and Dakota Wesleyan 7. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Phone ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. 1230 KHAS. Right, Hastings College with a lead. 45 to 7 is the score. Broncos will have the ball again after a muff punt from uh, Dakota Wesleyan. Johnny Z back out there. Simonson gets the carry. Look out. Simonson in the open. He's at the 15. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He's run out of bounds at the 2-yard line. 
Feed it to him again. Feed it to him again. He takes the ball down to the two-yard line. Yeah, 39 on the run by Simonson. He got loose uh, through the right side of that line and then just simply outrun the the secondary, but a guy had an angle on him. Uh, Safety is able to get over there and bring him down at the two-yard line. Again, the guy filled in and did a great job being a true freshman a year ago, and uh, now he's going to be nestled in there kind of side-by-side with Tyree that is back from the injury. But a nice run there again, 39 on the run by Brett. So now they got the ball down there officially at the two-yard line. Johnny Z under center. Simonson is going to get the call here. Simonson is going to be stacked up on the play. Right at the uh, line of scrimmage. Feed it to him again. Get him in the end zone. We're down to a minute and 38 seconds to play here in this one. So first time in 362 days, the Broncos are going to notch one in the right column here. Tell you what. All we wanted was a win. That's all Harp asked for for Christmas. Then he had to wait. Not sure whether they were ever going to be able to play any games with this uh, pandemic. But uh, we're out there playing and looking good. Broncos taking a lot of time. They're letting the play clock tick all the way down here. The game clock is going to be at about a minute when they take this snap. Simonson, by the way, I've got him unofficially 80 yards and possibly a touchdown. Now they're going to blow this one dead. Simonson is going to get the call again, and it's going to be an illegal procedure call. Illegal procedure call against the Hastings. That's going to cost them five yards and move the ball back to the eight-yard line. That's fine. That'll add to his numbers. I haven't uh, brought this up because it, it happened so long ago, but you remember Coach Harper used to coach at Dakota Wesleyan many moons ago. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do well, that. I, I was going to bring it up because uh, – I guess if I was in Coach Harper's shoes sitting on this sideline and I'm up 45-7 to seven and I'm sitting down here at the three-yard line, I'd say, we got to stick this baby in the end zone. Stick it in, yeah. He's, he's had a tough time. Again, Ross Semple is 6-2 and two against this uh, Bronco football team. And, uh, again, yeah, Tony, Tony coached up there for a few years. Not uh, a lot of success, but we're glad to have him here. He's a lot of fun to, to be around. Oh, he'll be jacked up oh, when he comes up you, here. You'll think he's just qualified for the playoffs. National championship. <laughs> We're one game in. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the penalty against Hastings. Yeah, I guess if you have a penalty in the final minute of the game, you have a 10-second runoff where you can take a timeout. Well, the Broncos got three timeouts on the board. So. Harp wants more time. <laughs> yeah. He might have those similar thoughts I just echoed to you. Yeah. It's a second down. Second down and eight yards to go. Hastings has got the ball down here at the eight-yard line. Now they signal we're ready to go. We're going to have Johnny Z with uh, Simonson in the backfield just to his left side. They uh, give the ball away to Simonson. He's going to go straight ahead. He's going to get down to about the five-yard line. Now they're going to have to hurry up. We're down to 48 seconds to go. Broncos are down here at the five-yard line, third down. Third down and goal. From the five-yard line, we're down to 40 seconds to go. They'll get one more off. Let's stick her in the end zone. Let's put a 50 on this team, shall we? Oh, my. When's the last time we've scored 50 points? I'll have to do some digging. You will have to dig. We're not not going to score 50. No, we're going to take a knee. Nice guy that he is. Tony Harper doesn't uh, (laughs) want to run another play here. We're just going to let the play clock run down. We're going to snap the ball one more time. Johnny Z takes a knee. And for the first time in 362 days, you can count them off. Hastings College has won a college football game 
as the Broncos have an easy time of things with the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers today winning the 2020 season opener. Final score, Hastings 45, Dakota Wesleyan 7. You're listening to Bronco Football. I like small towns. This is home to me. I can't imagine being anywhere else. There's a sense of of camaraderie, helping whenever you can. We are more caring because of that, because, you know, we want to do the best for our neighbors and our friends. When you hear that you have metastatic breast cancer, you get knocked down, and either you stay down or you pick yourself up and you keep going. We are Nebraskans, and we are ultimately a family. It goes from there. Carlene is one of those that says, just do it, and who will talk and who will joke with you and who will uh, cry with you. One of the things that I truly love about Mary Lanning is that we are an independent hospital. We don't have somebody out in California telling us how to run our hospital. At Mary Lanning, we can make things happen. I'm Carlene Springer, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. 1230 KHAS. All right, Hastings College wins it here this afternoon, 45-7 over Dakota Wesley. And again, Hastings scored in their opening possession of the ball game. Uh, the Tigers uh, scored to uh, make it a 7-7 ball game, and then it was all Hastings the rest of the way as the Broncos got out to a 28-7 lead by halftime, 35-7 after three. And again, the final score, 45-7. Hastings College uh, wins it here this afternoon. So we got to... Uh, yeah, they, they remember the, the words of the song here, Jimmy. That's good. Well, it, it is. It's uh, Ostendorf and, and Tay. K.O. Tay. Is, uh, they, are, they are the leaders. You can see that down there. And don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know that uh, there'll be big hits in the uh, karaoke area. 45-7, to 7, Hastings College uh, wins it. Here and today over the Tigers to go to 1-0 in the season. We'll get ready for Concordia next Saturday. Final game numbers brought to you by Hastings College. Make a difference in lives of Hastings College students and faculty. Make a financial contribution. Refer a student to Hastings College. Participate in alumni events or hire a student or recent graduate as an intern or employee. Find out more at Hastings.edu. For Dakota Wesley, and these are unofficial numbers, but we'll give them to you here. Passing numbers today with their two quarterbacks was a 12 of 27 passing, 183 yards and one touchdown. That coming early in this ball game from 60 yards out, Lester was able to hit uh, Simonson on the uh, the. Or, uh, Lester was hitting uh, Chance Sorensen. Sorensen, yeah, I get the uh, that that mixed up there, but 60-yard touchdown pass early in the ball game. 28 carries for Dakota Wesleyan, just 58 yards, so 241 of total offense in the football game. I've got them for nine first downs and six penalties on the day. Their leading rusher was uh, Jamin Arendt. He finishes the game with 15 carries and 51 yards. For Hastings College, in the football game, their quarterbacks combined a 12 of 21 passing, 168 yards, and two touchdowns, both of them coming off the arm of Jesse Ulrich. Those of 21 and 14 yards, respectively. 47 carries for the Hastings offense, 241 yards on the ground. It has been a long time since we have rushed for that many yards in a football game. So 409 total on 23 first downs in this football game. The Broncos hit with six penalties in this football game. Some individual leaders. Jesse Ulrich 
numbers. 12 of 20, passing 168 yards. He primarily had all of it. We did get one pass from Johnny Z late in this football game. So 12 of 22, 168 yards and two touchdowns for Jesse. Receiving leaders in the football game, Coyote Stenhouse had three catches and 64 yards in the football game. Quentin Sinek had just the one catch, but it was a 21-yard touchdown pass on the afternoon. Uh, Tyree Neesmith, well, had a couple of catches for 56 yards. Leading rushers, we mentioned that guy. He'll be a candidate and probably the winner of this award today, the most uh, outstanding player of the game. Unofficially, 23 carries, 113 yards, and four touchdowns. Nate Smith had touchdowns of two, nine, eight, and one yard, respectively, in this football game. Brett Simonson rounds out the day, 13 carries, and 83 yards. But we talked about it all day. A breakdown in the secondary led to a touchdown. Other than that, all systems were go. Special teams, defensive line, secondary, offensive line played very well to give uh, Tyree the necessary yards. They give Jesse some protection. Looked very, very good. Hastings out to a one. A no start. And all you can do is keep your fingers crossed now each and every week that this is not the last game that Hastings plays. You hope there's another one. The COVID is out there. You've got to stay free and healthy of it. All right, 45 to 7. Hastings College wins it here this afternoon. Stay tuned. Bronco postgame show continues. We've got the player of the game and also the coaches postgame show coming up. You're listening to Bronco Football. Thanks for listening to Hastings College Football on KHAS Radio. Your local college team on your local radio station. Hastings College Football is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. By Family Medical Center of Hastings, your family's home for health care. By Five Points Bank, the better bank with three locations in Hastings. By Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill. Enjoy great food, good service, and a warm, friendly atmosphere at 2017 West 2nd, the home of NFL and college football. By Rutz Heating and Air, your York Midwest dealer in Hastings and Kearney. And by Hastings College and the Hastings College Foundation. More post-game coverage of the Broncos is coming up next. Family Medical Center of Hastings is the place to go for all your health care needs. Their team is trained to treat the whole person, regardless of age. They provide a wide range of medical care, including acute care, routine health screenings, and treatment of chronic conditions. Family Medical Center is the area's only independent family medicine clinic. They're dedicated to providing you the best care in the most cost-effective manner. Your family's home for health care. 1021 West 14th Street, proud to support all area student-athletes. Our Hastings College football coverage continues with the player of the game. Now back to the field to hear our candidates. Hastings College uh, wins it here this afternoon. Final score of 45-7. Excuse me just for a second. I'm just taking a picture picture of the uh, scoreboard there. It's it's been such a long time. I know. I I see what you were doing, and we uh, we were sitting here laughing and carrying on, and I've got to complete my job. I've got to get you candidates for the player of the game. You can already uh, imagine who I've got uh, picked out here for you today. All right, Nesmith having a uh, big afternoon here today for Hastings as we rack up some uh, big rushing totals against the uh, Tigers today. Obviously, uh, Jesse Ulrich had a uh, big day as well 
for uh, Hastings College and a couple of big studs on the defensive side of the ball as well. We'll come back and name our players of the game as we continue on 1230 KHAS. Five Points Bank of Hastings, safe, strong, and growing. Back in September of 2000, we opened for business at 4th and St. Joe with a staff of five. Now we have three banking locations, over 45 employees, and have grown to become the largest locally owned bank in Hastings. Since our opening, we've listened to you and responded by providing high-quality customer service, new banking technology, and provided support to many community organizations. We appreciate your support and look forward to continuing as the better bank in Hastings. Our players of the game today for Hastings College and offense is an obvious choice is Tyree Nesbeth. He uh, comes back and uh, delivers a 100-yard day, 113 yards today, 23 totes. He scores uh, four touchdowns for Hastings. He is our player of the game on offense. Uh, on defense, Titus Clay, he led the uh, tackling chart for the uh, Broncos officially here today. So Tyree Nesbeth and also uh, Titus Clay, our players of the game today as Hastings knocks off Dakota Wesleyan in their season opener. Final score of 45-7. to Stick around. The coach is up next. You're listening to Bronco Football. You've been listening to the player of the game. Hastings College Football continues with the coach's post-game show. Hastings' link to Bronco Sports is KHAS Radio. The gifts from friends and alumni of Hastings College are always appreciated. And now there's an even greater opportunity to target your gifts more easily than ever before with Bronco Boost. With Bronco Boost, you simply log into Hastings.edu, then click on the Giving drop-down menu to reach Bronco Boost. Target your gift in on up to nine areas. Give anything from athletics to theater to music. Bronco Boost, a service of the Hastings College Foundation to directly impact Hastings College students. Whatever the Midwest weather brings, you can rely on a York Comfort System to keep your home comfortable all year. York systems are smarter, more connected, and more efficient than ever before, cutting your energy costs by as much as 50%. Plus, all York residential products have some of the best warranties in the industry. Your York Midwest dealer is Rutz Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. Go to rutsheating.com, proudly serving the entire Tri-City area. Learn how you can move up to a new line of comfort and efficiency for your home. It's time for the Hastings College Coaches Post Game Show, brought to you by your York Midwest dealer, Ruts Heating and Air, in Hastings and Kearney. Now back to the booth with Mike Will and Jimmy Purcell. All right, back here at the Osborne Sports Complex, winning the arrival of the coach here today, 45-7, to the final score. Hastings College uh, with the victory here today over the Tigers, of Dakota Wesley got the uh, final numbers in on the ball game now. Yeah, just got handed the uh, numbers. These will be the ones that go into the uh, the NAIA and the GPAC uh, notes. We've got uh, Hastings College with 431 of total offense, 184 passing, 247 on the ground. We've got uh, Dakota Wesleyan with 251. They've got uh, 192 through the air and 59 on the ground. Uh, get you a couple of quick. Uh, Individuals will let coach catch his breath here. Tyree ends up 24 carries, 104 or 108 yards, and four touchdowns. Jesse again 12 of 21 for 184 and two touchdowns. And leading the way to uh, receiving, actually uh, Tyree D. Smith uh, finishes with 60 yards and two receptions. Coyote Stenhouse three receptions, 50 
nine yards. Again, that Brett Simonson gets 78 yards on 14 carries here today. But uh, the Broncos, uh, all systems are go, and we got the coach here. Coach, you're in pretty good shape. Well, you know I've been working out a little bit. <laughs> all I'm, right. not, I'm not in that good of shape, by the way. <laughs> all right, Coach. How's it feel? First time in 362 days we got us a win. Man, we played college football today in the state of Nebraska. It don't get no better than that. You know, I don't care if we were the first one to kick off or what, but uh, being able to play football against a great opponent on a beautiful day in Hastings, I mean, it don't get no better than that. I thought our kids competed and played hard. Uh, I'm very proud of what they did today. I put a picture on Facebook before we even got going. I said, hey, look at here. We got college football, one of three games in Nebraska. We were uh, right there with the, uh, well, actually the first kickoff, uh, like you said. But, uh, yeah, just good to be back out on it. We didn't even know uh, uh, a few months ago whether we were even going to have a season. And for you to get your guys dialed in like I thought you played today, goodness, you guys, uh, coaches, uh, kudos to you and the, and the guys for buying into everything. I tell you what, it, it goes to all those assistant coaches. They're the ones that send a message to the players. And our players, you know, you hit it on the head. They bought into it. You know, and, uh, you know, we just got to keep plugging along because, you know, we, nothing's been done yet. You know, you never know. And we've talked a little bit about this. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, we can only control ourselves. We cannot control anybody outside of us. So I told the guys in the locker room, you stay together. You stay with just the football players. But, uh, yeah, they came out with a purpose today, you know, and uh, this was a, a good Dakota Wesleyan team that we did not play very well against last year to end the season. So, that you know, we saw some positives there. Coach, I told uh, B.J. Pumroy, our athletic director at halftime, and we had him on, that that was probably the, the best first half of football we have played in a long, long time. And you and I have been together uh, quite a long time here at uh, Hastings College. But that uh, first half display I thought was excellent. Well, first off, you're making me feel really, really old. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but secondly, yeah, I would agree with it. You know, I think, again, the tempo that our offense was going with and, and what Coach Grindy and that staff has done over there, you know, um, I thought it was really good. And, and Dakota Wesleyan came out and, you know, we got that early lead. Dakota Weston's defense stepped up, and they caused a little bit of problems there, and, and their offense got a score. But I think our offense calmed down, and we were able to hit some big plays. Yeah, I thought the, the first stop that you get made on the defense on a uh, fourth down, you got the ball, and it immediately went downfield on a 10-play, 75-yard drive. That kind of set the tone that you guys were here and you guys met business. I tell you what, um, you, you give 18 to 22-year-old young men confidence, look out now. And uh, the great thing is a lot of these guys were here with us last year. You know, you look at all of them from Jesse to Brett to Tyree to HUD to Dayron, all those guys, they understood what was at stake here. And they played like today may have been the only game that they had this year. So uh, we just got to build on it. We talk about uh, turnovers, mistakes, usually see a lot of that first game of the season. And again, with your preparation being cut so short today, no fumbles, no interceptions. You came up with an interception. I thought special teams played well. I mean, you had everything. I mean, we could talk all day about how Jesse played and Tyree ran. But I tell you what, special teams, Bockle. He did a great oh. job. He was averaged over 50 yards a kick today. I tell you what, he, Jason Bockle did a great job today. Ren Allen's our long snapper as well, and he had been skyrocketing him over Bockle's head in practice, and we finally just pulled him in and be like, hey, man, you've been doing this for two years now. Just relax. But, you know, Bockle flipped the field. There was one big situation. I think it was midway later on in the third quarter where he completely nailed that punt, and he completely flipped that field position. We had a good cover, and I think it went out at about the five- or seven-yard line down there. And, uh, yeah, Jason did a great job today our cover team you know we got to fix up some of our kickoff cover that did not look good in the first half but uh you know we definitely got some opportunities to get better at that as the day went 
Coach, 247 yards rushing today, 184 yards uh, passing. It's been a while since we put uh, numbers like that together, but that that was a good offensive show today. It really was. I don't think we've hit our tempo yet, to be quite honest with you. I think we're just kind of scratching the surface uh, with what Coach Grindy and, and Bose and Austin and McCauley got going on over there on that side of the football. So the expectations, because this is a good defense. They graduated a lot of guys, but now we got to get back to the drawing board tomorrow morning and, and uh, see what we can get fixed up and uh, hopefully get some more points. A lot of these guys on the field today for you had a lot of playing time last year, and uh, we talked about how young of a team you were. You're still young, but you got some more experience in there. Jesse seen the field a lot last year, but first start as a quarterback. Did he have some butterflies start the game out? He looked like a couple passes were maybe had a little little happy feet. You know, Jesse, he's a cool cucumber, man. He's just like he's out on the ranch in Oregon. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you could tell he was he, he didn't want to release it early on a couple of those. He wanted to kind of drop that in. You know, we had a couple vertical down the, down the middle that, uh, that was open. And he just tried to touch it in there, and he came offside. I go, Jesse, man, just play ball. Just play the guy that I saw lead his high school team to the state championship game a couple years ago. And, and uh, you know, he's he's gone. that's going to give him a lot of confidence today, especially when you turn around and hand the ball off to Tyree, hand the ball off to Brett Simonson. And then you can throw the ball to Quixote and Brenton Bell and some of those guys. So I think, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for Jesse. All right, defensively, Coach, uh, minus one play today. I thought the the defenses are by even keel with the offense. I think they played well. Yeah, we did okay, you know. But that one big punt or that one big uh, mental mistake that we had, you know, we called a coverage that was uh, what we call Terry. You know, we should have struggled, uh, or we should have stayed with our key number one. And that's my fault as a coach putting those guys in that position. You got to do a better call job of calling that stuff. But uh, you know, all in all, you know, I would like to have had a couple more turnovers um, defensively. But I thought they played well. I thought Titus Clay and Paxton Terry did extremely well at the inside linebacker. Our D line is going to be the group that's going to have to carry our defense as we get into this season i think you saw some some stuff going on right there so uh we got to clean up that secondary a little bit but i thought the defense played pretty well what what happened on that play just a uh, missed coverage there yeah it was, it was a blown coverage you know when your guy goes vertical you're supposed to stay with the guy but uh you know that was uh we had an injury to jerry so we had to pull him out and put his backup in and that's just you know you kind of get into those things but again as a secondary coach i got to coach those guys up and make sure that we're kind of not creating stuff on the fly and putting them in better position. We we instructed him to quickly sneak into your office and take that play out of the uh, the film for tomorrow because uh, we just didn't want to show that play. Well, let me tell you, that one's burned in my head. <laughs> so he could take the film all he wants, but I know what happened. I'll tell you what, Coach Valentine, he's got some animals down there in the dirt. They really got after uh, the quarterback and running back. There was a couple of plays that when uh, Lester turned a hand off to uh, the running back, you had guys in crimson right on top of them. I tell you what, EJ Valentine, in my opinion, is one of the best defensive line coaches of the nation, regardless of the level. And his recruiting and what he does, those kids, how hard they play for him. You know, and having Joe Talaki, who's an alum of Hastings College, back to help, that allows Coach V to focus on two guys where Joe T can focus on the other two. Um, those guys are hungry. And there's a lot of football being played with all those guys right there, and we feel pretty good with them. we got to get some guys back in, like Gus Ducker, we think is going to be a good football player. Uday's going to be a good football player, but – you know, you got Keontae's a senior, Steele's a senior, Chance Bowen's a senior. Those guys played hard and carry, will carry this defense this year. Okay, we'll take a break and come back at a final word from the coach. You're listening to Bronco Football on 1230 KHAS. Comfort food meets convenience with Bullseye Sports Bar and Grill for takeout. Tasty sandwiches, tempting burgers, soups, and salads. Daily specials are posted on Bullseye's Facebook page. To see the entire menu, log on to bullseyesportsbar.com. Go on ahead, pick it up on West 2nd across from the Water Park Hastings. Take it to the comfort of your home or work. Bullseyesportsbar.com. 
or Facebook. Then order by phone from 11 until 8, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 8 on Saturday. Now open for dine-in with limited seating. And perhaps most importantly, the Bullseye's family thanks you for your continued support. All right, back here at the Osborne Sports Complex. Hastings winning the season opener by the score of 45-7. to 7. So, Coach, all your hard work for the past uh, four weeks uh, pays off, but uh, the season could be a, a long one, and we just got to get back to work uh, for next week. We really, we really do. You know, we, we can't act like the we've, you know, the end of the season is here and we're on the path to do this, this, or this. We got to realize that right now we're 1-0. We got to realize we got to want to know because of how we approached the last four weeks. Got to realize how we took care of ourselves physically, how we took care of ourselves mentally. And we got to stay on top of the guys again with the environment that we're in. That's the biggest thing. You know, you give them the speech of, hey, guys, don't be stupid tonight. Well, it got it was to the point after the after the game today in the locker room, we said, hey, don't be stupid. And this is what we're talking about. Stay together. Be with your quad mates. Be with your teammates. Don't go anywhere because, again, only you can control you. Well, and one thing about it, uh, with the non-con schedule taken out of our season, we know what it's like. We have been doing this a long time, right with you. This conference is a bunch of headhunters. I remember back in the day when it was the old NIAC, you only played nine football games. You may have had one non-conference. I think everybody played Peru State or something back then. But uh, you're exactly right. We got nine games. They're all conference games. And in my opinion, we're one of three NAIA conferences that are playing in the nation, I think, right now. And this is by far the top one. And uh, you saw, I heard the score of the Midland-Dort game. That's going to be a good game. The Concordia-Dome game later on tonight. Uh, Morningside Northwestern is tonight. So, yeah, we got we, we, we are excited with the direction that we're going after today's game. But we got to get back and clean some stuff up tomorrow. Coach, it really feels good. I tell you, I tell it really you, feels it, good. It, it feels it, on so many levels, guys. It's so many levels. I have had several people in the streets ask me about your hairdo. Oh, no. And I said, well, I don't think he's going to cut it and until he loses. As long as he keeps winning, it's going to keep growing. So wife's got some stuff to mess with back there. Now. It's going to get a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to commercial break. Right now. Yeah. I like the Mike Gundy look, yeah. though. I like that. Coach, again, it's a, a great feeling here just getting out of here with a win, and hopefully we can uh, do it again next Saturday. Keep rolling. Keep uh, trying. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh-huh. uh, your broadcast team is now 5-0 and oh, on the yeah. season. Yeah. Really? We have not lost yet this no. year. All the pressure was on you today, bud. Oh, well, thanks for telling me that after the game. And after the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, see you next All week. Right, but that's a Tony Harper, Hastings College head football coach. The Broncos rolling up big numbers today. They beat Dakota Wesleyan by the score of 45-7. to It's true, buddy. It's two. We are uh, five and zero oh now in the five season. Five and zero, oh. and we're going to start getting calls from all around <laughs> the uh, the Tri Cities here, uh, wanting us to come into broadcast. We've uh, we can only do one a one a Friday and one a Saturday, <laughs> yeah. and we're committed to Saturdays every week for from here on out. I guess the Broncos do get a bye week. Uh, what six seven games yeah. into the season, but we'll worry about that. Uh, baby steps got to take week by week, and uh, but it feels good even as a broadcast team, to get a get a win for uh, Coach Harper to get a win in his team. All right, Hastings wins it 45-7. to seven. Again, the Broncos in action again next Saturday. They'll be on the road in Seward to take on the Concordia Bulldogs. That'll be a night game next week. 6 o'clock will be the kickoff. We'll be on the air with a pregame show at 5 o'clock next week here on 1230 KHIS. Got the scores uh, coming up on the fifth quarter. That's coming up next. You're listening to Bronco Football. You've been listening to the Hastings College Coaches Post Game Show, brought to you by your York Midwest dealer, Ruts Heating and Air in Hastings and Kearney. K-H-A-S, HastingsLink.com.
Hastings College Football is an exclusive presentation of Platte River Radio Sports.